0: Like in City of Angels, you ever see City of Angels, Nicolas Cage? Yes. Oh, dude, one of the best quotes (laughs) in movie history. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Nicolas Cage says, he says, I don't know if I'm, get, 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 get ready for this. Nicolas Cage says in that movie, he says, I would rather have just one smell of her hair, one, one taste of her breath than an eternity without it. Just that one little blip And that's what Mark is doing here Mark is reminiscing on the times that he has Welcome back to Asinine Radio A weekly podcast where we talk about music And, well, that's pretty much it
1: So, uh, let's go!
0: Mm-hmm. What did you say? Nothing What did you say? Okay, Nothing. Well she said something. I just said nothing again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> welcome to Asinine Radio, episode one hundred sixty-six of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us again. This week is a big one like every other week. It's a big one because this week we are getting into the Blink-182 album 9. But before we do that, we have our Fearless B-Review, then our Songs of the the Week. Then we're going to have our Blankings, then our Album of the Week, and we're going to round out the show with some new music and other happenings in the music world. If you want to skip around, there are timestamps in the description And also go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio, or send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Now let's get into our Fearless Beer Review. What do we got, Jeff? Take it away. You gotta move. I gotta do something.
0: Lunchbox packed full of them. Ice packs and everything. Continuing with our uh, tour of BJ's Brew House, we have the Brew House Blonde. It's a cold style beer today. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not very excited for it.
2: Yeah, Jeff. Jeff was telling me all day today and yesterday he's not excited for the blonde, and then he finally admitted not too long, not, not a little while ago, that he's not sure if he's ever even had it. Uh, so I've had this other is a new one. For him.
0: that I don't like though.
2: But. German Kolsch-style beers are good. 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 So according to the can, it is a light and refreshing pale beer in the style of a German Kolsch, slightly malty with delicate hopping to balance, well-conditioned for exceptional smoothness and drinkability. It's 4.7 ABV with 15 IBUs. Yeah, I think we should can, just like do the, it. It looks
0: like the picture on the can's stupid, too. It's just a blonde girl.
2: You don't like blonde Girls?
0: No, it's just, it's too stupid. Even though so my favorite is Piranha. It has a big old Piranha on the front. But yeah, whatever. exactly. I don't care.
2: So is this the first uh, label that you don't like?
0: I'm just, Maybe I'm just really resentful for this beer. I don't know general. why.
2: There's no reason for your hatred. <laughs> we have, and then also we have a, a beer after this that's even lighter.
0: You, so when you went to go the, buy the beer at BJ's, at the bu- bu- but the bu-
2: mm-hmm.
0: did you see all of the beers in cans?
2: They didn't have all of them
0: i wonder if they even can half of the beers
2: i don't think they do i don't think they can the stouts or the porters because i don't think they had those they pretty much can everything else i think from what i, I remember i think they can everything else maybe not the light switch but i mean what we're i'm just gonna have to get a growler or you too we're gonna have to get growlers for those i don't like you too i don't either but you will have to Whatever. get a, a growler this this
0: pair, this pairs well with fish and chips. I don't even like fish and chips either. Ugh.
2: Why? I don't know. Uh you are you are a truly cultured man. Yeah. There All right, go. let's open these up. It smells okay. <laughs> Ooh, that smell kind of good.
0: Dogs eating dogs, dogs eating dogs, dogs eating dogs. Looks like a half. Like it's got like the same kind of type of coloring.
2: It's not that dark, a little bit, but it's a German, it's a German Kolch, German Kolch. What does Kolch mean? Do we know what Kolch means?
0: Colts. is it Kolch or Kolch?
2: Is it Kolch? I I don't know. Oh, it's probably Kolch because there's a an S in there.
0: S-C-H, Kolsch. Yeah.
2: And then the umlaut.
0: Kul- what do you call it?
2: What is it? Um, umlaut? Umlaut? I don't know. That's what, it, it's called something like that. It's a
0: style of beer that originated in Cologne, Germany.
2: It has an original gravity between 11 and 16 degrees Play-Doh. Don't know what the fuck that means. Play-Doh, like play-doh. Play-Doh or play-toe? Yeah. Play-Doh? You play with Play-Doh? Play-doh. I play with Play-Doh. Play-Doh's Play-Doh. In appearance, it is bright and clear with a straw yellow hue. I don't really understand what that means as far as like the, the gravity. Yeah. Kolsch is a warm fermented with top fermenting yeast, then conditioned at cold temperatures like a lager. This brewing process is similar to that used for Düsseldorf's Alt beer. Düsseldorf, yes, and my German is very good. So yeah, I said that correctly. Thank you very much. Now, are you ready to get going? Yeah, waiting okay, we, go. <laughs> we need to relax. We know. All right. This is ooh, I, I, I like that. It's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Like you hyped me up to to think this was gonna be horrible, even though I've had it, but it was like a long time ago. Tell me your thoughts, please. I
0: don't, I don't know. I don't know. This has almost got like a like um like that yeasty taste to it, kind of. I don't, I don't know.
2: Well, it is top fermented with yeast. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what it means either, but that could add to the yeastiness. It's not,
0: it's not terrible. I
2: don't know. I, I think
0: I'm going to reserve my, my rating after I, I, I drink a little bit more of this.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, what's your rating? I don't know yet. <laughs> what's your initial rating?
0: I don't want to give it because then I'm already going to put a bias in my head. And then from oh there, I don't <laughs> want to start from scratch.
2: Well, I'm going to give this a solid two. BJ's has done it again. Not a dud. Not a dud from BJ's.
0: You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the solid Ooh, two as well.
2: It. Solid two. There you go. I would order this Perfect. again. If I
0: was like sitting on the patio and it was kind mm-hmm. of a hot day outside, but they had the misters on. <laughs> and then I got this with maybe like a, like a mini pepperoni with no tomatoes. And then okay. like, a, like, a, like this. And I, I, but I would also get like a water because I, I would get thirsty because it was You might hot get thirsty. Yeah.
2: It's also kind of dry. The, the beer is a little bit dry. So that might make you a little bit more thirsty, I guess. Yeah. Like when you yeah. drink like a red wine. Like every time I drink red wine, I, wanna, How? I want to have some water with it. How often do you drink red wine? Like once a year. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's more but I always want water. It's like when you eat ice cream. When you eat ice cream, you always want water after. I don't know why. Because it's dry. It's Ice cream is dry. It's not really wet until it starts to melt. I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense, but okay i'm trying to I'm, I'm reaching here i'm reaching so bj's yeah good stuff good food right should oh, we talk about what we normally food. get
0: yeah we can do it every single time we talk about it
2: so what do you normally get at bj's and they're, they're not a sponsor of the pot i mean i wish they were because oh, we could probably a shit ton of money we get a shit ton of money for i them. wouldn't even
0: want money i would just want food that's true. Yeah, gift cards. Gift, gift cards, cards baby. Babies, babies. in the gift <laughs> cards. <laughs> <laughs> no, my. Staple. So, what do you normally get? Every time I go to BJ, I get the same thing first. It, dep- it depends on how shitty I want to feel after, but the uh. first thing I always get is I get a I get a pint of piranha. I get a mini pepperoni mm-hmm. with no tomatoes, and I get the chili cheese fries with no sour cream.
2: It's solid every that's solid.
0: single time, and then if I'm still a little bit hungry. I'll get something else, or if, or if I'm drinking a lot and I don't re- like my stomach hasn't had time to send to my brain that it's full, I'll get more food, in which case, <laughs> then I will, I will turn to the other menu items. They used to have this mini bruschetta that was just like, like garlic bread, kind of, and then just mm-hmm. balsamic, and then just like Oh, bruschetta. I know
2: what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. It was, was good.
0: so good. Their mac and cheese is really good, too. Yeah. But that's what I get every single time that I go first.
2: So my my normal order at BJ's is uh, a Caesar salad because their Caesar salad is really good. And then I usually get a sourdough chili bowl uh, with no sour cream because that shit's gross. Uh, And I gobble a lot of that down. Pretty good stuff. Usually don't get a pizookie. Maybe every once in a while I'll get kind of crazy and get a pizookie. Beer-wise, I usually always start with the Harvest Hef. I love the Harvest Hef. And then from there, I'll either get a Piranha Pale Ale or I'll go with the Hop Storm. That's usually what I go for with the beer. Uh but lately when I've been going, I've been getting their chicken nachos, which are really solid. Their chicken nachos are awesome. Sometimes I'll get a Caesar salad with that, just because the chicken nachos are so fucking much. Um but yeah, that's that's my go that's my order right now. Okay. Solid food from BJ's. Not bad. Solid beer. Not bad. Yeah. I don't even get pizza when I go. What's wrong with that? You? You have know, good that's pizza? Like, though. what
0: are you doing?
2: Their pizza's good though. I I like their pizza. Every once in a while I'll get crazy and get some of their pizza. But sometimes most of the time.
0: Sometimes their pizza is good. I think it's like always good, but sometimes their pizza, like, dances in this perfection era where it's it's so good that I I think that there could be nothing better. <laughs> That's very rare. It's always good, but sometimes like like they'll burn just the edges of the of the of the crust just on the tips, and so you'll get like this weird like cascading upward like web spider web effect thing of crispiness. And like the (laughs) edges of the pepperonis will curl upwards and those will crisp up and just have a little puddle of grease right in the middle of them.
2: Ooh, that's good. (sighs) You know what I like about BJ's Pizza too is the, because it is deep dish, I like the outside, the crispy outside of it, outside of the the crust. I love that crispiness. Oh, it's so good. Mm. But I also, their pepperoni is excellent. The pepperoni pizza is excellent, but also the barbecue chicken pizza. Top notch. Good stuff.
0: The Broadway chicken pizza is actually really good too. I, I've I've also been known to get the great white.
2: I'm is that, is that the one with the ranch on it? <laughs> no, it's alfredo. Oh okay, yeah, I've never had it. It looked gross. It looked like ranch. You're gross. Do you like alfredo? I never even looked. I liked alfredo. Yeah. Yeah, alfredo's delicious. Hmm. I rarely <laughs> delve
0: into like the the crazy craft pizza genre. I usually only stick to pepperoni.
2: <laughs> You're a simple man. Oh yeah, a simple, simple man, man with Jeff. simple pleasures.
0: Yes, CBK exactly. is a really good pizza too. It's uh it's a carne asada pizza. What the
2: fuck? Oh, I forgot you used to work there for a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, um oh yeah, we already gave our rankings. So
0: are we good? Yeah, what are we talking about here? Why are we talking fuck, about man. jobs? Nobody likes jobs. <laughs> who, wants hear, who wants to hear who is your podcast about jobs?
2: Unless you're into jobs. Unless your know. name is Steve. <laughs> oh got him. <laughs> got him! Got him! Got <laughs> him. <laughs> He's not dead though. This is this is oh he's not. No, he's I want to hear this one. I want to hear this one. Didn't come on. I thought you posted in our
0: group text that somebody spotted him somewhere. Oh, that's right. I, no, that was Ryan. I think. Uh, I
2: think Ryan Ryan posted that picture of Steve Jobs in the wild. A doppelganger. Yeah, that was pretty good. But you never know. He could be alive. You Never know. You you really don't. Nobody knows whether or not he's dead or not. not even you Steve know. knows. Not even Steve knows, because reality as we know it. It's not real. It's true. But even that, you never know. Anyway, let's get into our songs of the week. I think I should go first because Jeff's actually relates to the band that we're doing a a little bit. So uh, I went with uh, Cab Calloway and his song uh, Reefer Man. This is usually the kind of music that Jeff would bring to the table uh, because it's not heavy metal or punk or hardcore that I usually bring. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this is actually big band music and uh, I've been listening to a little bit more of it lately and how I found out about this was uh, I was reading an interview. I know you're going to get really mad, Jeff, but that's fine. There we go. Uh, I was reading an interview that Jonathan Davis was doing regarding the new Korn album and he was saying he, he's he been listening to a lot of like 20s, 30s, and 40s big band music and how dark and kind of fucked up it is. And uh, and he mentioned this guy, Cab Calloway, who I had never heard of. So I, I checked it out, and, you know, it's it's cool music. It's cool big band music. I don't really understand it that well, but I liked what I heard, and then I've been listening to a little bit more of this style of music. So it was kind of cool. I mean, I think you'd agree.
0: Yeah, I thought it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> it's hard to go wrong with music from this era.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It's so, like, talent-wise, it's so good, and it's just... It's so specific to that time, and it it has a weird nostalgia to it, even though we weren't alive back then. Even our parents weren't alive back then.
0: But, like, hey, but like, but like for me, that, 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 that nostalgia is true because when I first started, like, listening to this type of music was through, like, drama and hanging out with drama kids and then being forced to listen to, like, old scores from plays and musicals written decades ago and then i'm like okay i I do like the music to this play so let's see what else like this composer has done and they've worked with other artists like miles davis or anybody that's still
2: you know wildly
0: popular yeah
2: so there's a little bit of nostalgia to it there is but in but not like to when this music came out because we weren't alive
0: uh you don't know that. I could have been a liar.
2: Well, I mean you could have been, I don't know. So here's uh <laughs> here's the song uh <laughs> here's the song Reefer Man by Gab Galloway.
1: Full of Reaper? Yeah, man. mean that cat's high? Sailing. Sailing. Sailing lightly. Get away from you. Man, is that the reefer, man? That's the reefer, man. I believe he's losing his mind. I think he's lost his mind. <laughs> Reaper man. Reaper man. Have you ever met that funny reefer man? man? If he says he swam to China he sell you South Carolina, then you know you're talking to that reefer man. man. Have you ever met 20 reefer man? man? Have you ever met 20 reefer man? man? If he says he walks the ocean time he takes a notion, then you know you're talking to the reefer man. Reaper man.
2: That's a solid fade right there. <laughs> that song is Reefer Man by Cab Calloway. That was that was a cool song. It's fun. Fun, fun song.
0: Yeah, it was way cool. It was a good song.
2: Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging how great my pick was. Well, I mean it's it was a safe pick, but it was what good. Is kind a of safe pick? How is it a safe pick if it's something
0: i never normally play? Because yeah, any like song from that era is
2: gonna be great. Well, not necessarily. Find
0: me a song from that era and that style that's not get, You Find me a song that you're like, oh, this song sucks.
2: Name me a dud. Name me a dud. Exactly. Give me a Name dud. Name
0: me a dud. Give me a dud. There's also a uh, Reefer Man song by Cypress Hill, but it's not a...
2: Probably, it's probably not nearly
0: as good. Well, I, I, no, it's not like a cover or anything like that.
2: Well, I figured it was. would have been I can't cool. can imagine them doing a Big band cover. But. No, there you, you, you never know. They could have done it. I mean, they could have. You really don't. They could have hired, you know, a, a band to play the song and then rap over it. But that would have really reimagined it. Uh, yeah, stupid. you could imagine. Stupid, stupid, fucking people. Mike's
0: an idiot. <laughs> Why? What is he... a beer celeb? I He's have so no idea.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: Drop my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 He's so dumb.
3: <laughs> oh shit!
0: But he legit thinks like this beard craft thing is 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 I don't know. Is is like Hollywood? It could be. It's not. I that is one thing I know
2: for sure. It could be. It it all depends on how you perceive it. I perceive it to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into let's get into to Jeff's pick because we got we got a long got a long one ahead of us here. Uh yeah, uh, explain to me what 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 is this? What is this 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 crap?
0: Whoa. You don't just like this? Kidding. All right, just, well, just, just whatever. Right, <laughs> so, so when I was building my blink playlist like years ago, I was always hard pressed to find any song that featured Tom DeLong. Mark cause Mark works with a lot of musicians either through just like guest vocalists or production things like that. But Tom really never did anything. And so I was in like this deep Reddit thread, and someone was like, "No, it's not true." And then they posted this song, and I listened to it. And I was like, "Holy shit! Like, why? How? How have I not like just googled this and not known this? I don't understand how I missed it for
2: so long." I know, considering you're you're quite the fan of this band, and for me being such a Tom enthusiast, I I always thought that he never was featured on any song like that. He always stayed away from features never did never did one until this week when i found out he did with none other than max Bemis and his band say anything and yeah. uh genuinely shocked
0: genuinely so shocked it's a th- this album's kind of weird because it it was like a um, eh, eh, with this eh, weird eh, <laughs> it uh <laughs> it features a lot of i guess vocalists Actually, I think like every song features some guest vocalists, some well-known guest vocalist in the realm of, I don't know, alternative rock or punk or whatever, in- including Chris Conley and Matt Pryor from uh, Get Up Kids and Saves a Day. Nice. But not this song. This song features Tom DeLong and somebody else. I think it's like wife or something.
2: Tom DeLong. Yeah, this song is called Nibble Nibble featuring Mr. DeLonge and Sherry Dupree Bemis. it is Tom delong featuring say anything and the <laughs> song is Nibble Nibble Idiot. um yeah it was uh i was surprised at how much of the song tom was in i thought it was going to be like a little like maybe like part of a verse or just like v- something very little but he was pretty much in the entire thing it just harms it was cool though cuz he doesn't it was just he cool doesn't do it, was it. Tom. yeah he just doesn't do that stuff and I mean, I wish it was for a better band, but I mean, got to take. What I don't you know can get. why you don't like say anything. They're because they're phenomenal not very good. Dude. They're not. They're phenomenal. They're not, Jeff. They, they I don't know when you're gonna get that solid. into your head that they're not. You're crazy. You are crazy. <sighs> okay, yeah, that was uh, that was nibble nibble, from uh, from the say anything's and Tom DeLonge. Now we can get into finally get into our album of the week, and this week. We're doing the brand new Blink 182 album 9.
1: She's a girl dressed in black from another world. Listen breathes like a girl from another world. She don't know my name. She don't have the time to To what could have been Her cloak and dagger Mouth tastes like medicine She won't
2: Blink-182, formed in Poway, California in 1992 by Tom DeLonge on guitar and vocals, Mark Hoppus on bass and vocals, and Scott Raynor on drums, of which only one original member remains in the band. They currently have nine albums, two EPs, one live album, and have sold well over 50 million copies worldwide. The one we're doing today is called Nine. Depending on who you ask, it is the band's ninth album, and it features Mark Hoppus on bass and vocals, Travis Barker on drums, and Matt Skiba on guitar and vocals. It was released September 20th, 2019, and I don't know how many it sold, because it's only been a week since its release. So now, let's get right into Blink-182's Franklin! What do you got? First impressions. Oof. Well, um, since we, we have a lot, to talk previously about. talked
0: about kind of like the song by song by song as they were released. I think we've heard what three or four songs before the album I came think out. It was four, yeah. And then the album leaked, and so we. I, I listened to it once when it leaked. God forbid, whatever. I don't care. I listened to it one time when it leaked just because I wanted to just cut my teeth with it, which is a foreshadowing of later lyric. And um, I didn't like it all that much. I I, I just thought you know I. Yeah, whatever, just more California bullshit. So this week when I listened to it multiple times, it's uh it's definitely grown on me and this this album is, is like forty percent bangers. Huh. Like a lot. And the song we just heard, Dark Side is one of them.
2: Okay. First impressions with me, uh like I said, like with Jeff, I listened to it well actually listened to it twice uh before when it leaked, so a week before it came out. Uh, since Cheer. it came out, I've listened to it, I think I told you, what, six times? Yeah. Uh, over the last week, just to really get in there and get the gist of the album. Um, I don't think, I mean, there are definitely stinkers on this album, definite stinkers. Uh, there's no true banger. There's a song that's almost a banger. You are crazy. Uh, but there are some songs that are just, eh, they're good. They're whatever. Eh, nah. But uh, yeah there's I don't have any nostalgia with this album Because it's only a week old I am I mean probably in like a year We'll probably do this album again Because uh, that's what we did with California And also because they're, I'm sure they'll come out with a 9 Deluxe Because Feldy loves doing that Because really this band Is dictated by whatever John Feldman Wants to do A.K.A. Feldy uh, If you didn't know already But uh, <laughs> let's start with um, I guess Let's start with your bangers what do you got?
0: Um, do you want me to list off all my bangers?
2: Um, let's let let's go one at a time, and then okay. we'll kind of like maybe break down the songs because we have a lot of notes on on this album.
0: So I think I'm looking really to go with Dark Sides, and we just played it. I, mean, I think I think Dark Sides a banger through okay. and through, banger, very catchy, very dangerous, very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like like Anakin said about the sandstorms very fast <laughs> very dangerous okay. yeah i think i think darkside is solid oh. and in the in the i wait and wait and wait and wait part and chorus <laughs> steve is doing like this guitar thing yeah and, oh it's like it's it's reminiscent of tom and it's it's so fucking cool and you think part. so yeah oh
2: man he's playing like Have these you...
0: clean like these clean high notes and it's they're they're good
2: I mean, they, yeah, they're clean and that'd be great, but I feel like they're just—they're so processed in the whole scheme of it. It just doesn't even sound—doesn't sound good, you know? Like, like this—this this album could sound so much better. Did you? I posted something in the notes of Dark Side being played live. I mean, even live, the mix wasn't that well because doing a live mix is actually kind of difficult. Um, but I feel like this live performance sounds better for this song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah Did I you did. listen to it? Yeah I did Okay Well I'm trying to play it But there's a fucking ad playing right now Fucking ads So I, I just want to play this this live version of uh, Dark Side Because I think it's kind of important So here it is She's
1: a girl in black from another world Lives and breathes like a girl from another world She don't know my name She don't have the time or day to Celebrate Medicaid Doing the day. The sun until so dark like it always be she don't feel the same she don't have the time of day
2: There's a live version of uh, Dark Side. Now, obviously, side. Matt doesn't sound great on it because he's, like, he's never really been a great live vocalist, but I feel like this song still has more character than the recorded version of it. I, I think right? we need to
0: get into probably like your biggest problem with the new Blink Yeah. is the production.
2: Yes, and I, I did want to bring that up too. I up mean,
0: like if 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 we get that right off the bat here, just because on California I agreed, on this album I'm I just I don't agree. I th- I think, I God, think where crazy. Mark's at in his life and where Travis is at. People's tastes change. I mean that's why our, our blankings have changed. People's tastes change, and this is the direction that they were already going for. Many many albums back, even before Tom left the band, to a more, you know, overproductive album sense and it's just it's been progressing the more and more and more and this one is the finally the album that they've actually become i guess like uh kind of more humble about it because california had a lot of these stupid fucking songs that made no sense to anybody and they have a (laughs) like a title called los angeles and then san diego on them and it was like they're so dumb but this one is almost almost like humbled like mark is now in a place in his life where he's happy and since we did California, like, so many things have happened between Mark and Tom that it's, it's like, clearly Mark is in a good spot in his life. And you can tell by a lot of these songs. These songs aren't – I mean, there are a couple in here. They're not, like, your normal Blink songs where he talks about, like, dick jokes and, and girl troubles. Like, there are some deeper cuts here of things that no. he feels as an adult. Yes, there are.
2: Every song – okay. You're crazy. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get into these lyrics because – because I, I have some i have a lot of contradictions here so what that marcus but said like, about these songs but, but and when you but, actually read the lyrics what i am saying
0: mm-hmm. yo, know, is is you need to get away from the fact the fact that it's overproduced that's just the way they want it that's the way it is blink's not going to be cheshy anymore it's not going to happen tom's not going to be coming back and doing cheshy music get over it be done with it move on Move forward. Don't move you backwards. You know what? Move forwards.
2: I Hey, you know what? I, I understand that. I, I, I totally get do. that. I do. But when the songs are subpar, when the lyrics are just him so much trying to write from the viewpoint of a 16 or 17-year-old boy or girl, in some cases, on this album, it just shows his disconnection from just a lot of different things, a lot of things, and just like, I don't know, man. Just it, it, the production I, to me, I think is is awful, and I and I will say on neighborhoods and dogs, those two albums are pretty damn. They're pretty loud, and the mix and the production on those two things are pretty. They're not that good, but the songs themselves and the melodies and there, a lot of those a lot of those things make up for that. On California and Nine, more specifically Nine they've taken that and just blown everything up. Everything is so loud and everything is so compressed and just just slick and gross and just there's no character to but anything. Why is it
0: gross though?
2: Because well okay, so I mean we can get more into the lyrics specifically with the songs, but lyrically I feel like Mark is writing from the perspective of a 16 17 year old and this man is 47 years old. I think he's 47. So just the way he's writing is just really awkward and uncomfortable. And I know you said, yeah, he's going through some things because from what I read too, prior to this album and leading up to this album, they were, he was dealing with depression and possibly substance abuse. Um, but that doesn't really translate to the songs themselves, both musically and lyrically. I feel like lyrically, when you read all the lyrics and you read what, like it's weird. Cause when I was going through it all, everything like the, In interviews people would ask him what he had what the song was about and you read the lyrics and it's like hmm it doesn't really seem like that it seems like you're writing from the viewpoint of a teenager and it has nothing to do with substance abuse unless you kind of maybe tweak it but other than that the song lyric songs the songs lyrically are very generic and very kind of boring not to say anything prior to this was very significant and great But to say that they're trying to do something different lyrically on this album, I think is insane. I don't think they're trying to do anything different.
0: I think they're finally embracing it.
2: Embracing what though? See, like we everybody embracing that they're teenagers. I've been
0: been a part of you too. I've been a part of that too. Where I get mad when he like, why are you talking about girl trouble? You're a grown ass man. But dude, like, even if you're a married man and have children, you still have girl trouble. You still have relationship trouble. The same problems you have when you're seventeen even like substance abuse and and drinking too much and things like that. It's just, it hits you in a different way now. And because Mark is where he's at in his life and there's specifics like happy days, for instance, talks about not only his self in the present, but also in the past, there are different things about Mark and I guess his songwriting that are not strictly just him trying to be a 17 year old because 17 year olds and 35 year olds have the same problems.
2: Okay. So you're the only difference is money. So you brought up Happy Days. So Happy Days is a good example of him not writing the lyrics because Sam Hollander wrote the lyrics to that song. Mark he, was not the lyricist.
0: He co-wrote some of the lyrics.
2: He helped with but the Sam lyrics. But Sam Hollander was the primary lyricist in that album, on that song. Yeah, but so, but,
0: but Mark is is, is, is is relating to him. Like, hey, here's, here's the song. Here's what I want the song to be about. Help me write this. And he says, okay, let's do it.
2: Man, there are so many problems with this album. Like, Oh, man, dude. dude your main
0: problem is the production. It's like your no, main it's problem. Not. No, you're no, 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 so, no, 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 no. You are. You are so hung up on the production, the over-compression and I Feldman's I thing think is it, getting in it that you can't see, like, the forest through the trees. Like, you're so hung up on this. I can't see you the can't, forest through
2: the trees. What?
0: Yeah, because you, you can't see the overall picture. You can't see the overall I picture. I can't see the overall you picture, can't. and the overall picture that's is why, not that, good. That's why you're so hung up on, like, oh, no, I, I need Jeff, I need, no, you just sound like Blink. I need Tom to come back. It's like, dude. They're not that anymore. Get over it. You're like you're like this guy who's hung up on like his old ex girlfriend. Like, oh, I wish no. my my new girlfriend needs to be like this and this and this. Like, dude, this this is who they are now. Embrace it. Love them for what it is. Okay, this is okay. what they want to somebody
2: be. somebody who's hung up on their ex girlfriend and say and what you just said is exactly what this album is. This is this is Mark being so hung up on what Blink used to be, especially lyrically that he just continues to make that kind of stuff when it doesn't have any really any real relation to what he is. I feel like he is as a person or they are as a band. Like this album is so, it's just him trying to be a fucking teenager again. And it's gross, man. Like grow the fuck up. Like I understand maybe like through a song or two in there that are like a, like a nice throwback, but just like move on. Like, what do you want him to write about? Like pensions and 401ks? No, I'm not saying that. Like, what do you What do you more, want him to do? Be more like.
0: I, I don't understand like what you would want from him to do. Like, what do you want him to do?
2: Like, he just has some really bad lyrics on this on this album. Like, I there are ways to present the lyrics that could be this could be so much better. I'm trying. They're I'm a just, pop I'm punk band my, that's
0: always been a pop punk band.
2: They're a pop punk band that are in their mid to late forties that Cause he,
0: because like mark has said in interviews he says dude i'm like the luckiest guy in the world because i get to hang out with my friends all day or first he says i get to like wake up with my kids feed them breakfast send them off to school and then go to work where my work is i hang out with my friends all day and play music like, yeah. wow, I, like how is that generational that's 15 year olds like that 25 year olds like that 35 45 55 anybody likes that sonny rollins is like 80 years old and he still does that
2: i think i think Mark Hoppus has a real problem with like, he has like an identity crisis. Honestly, he does. And one, one example of that is, is generational divide that song. He says, he says he wrote that song, the 49 second song about how he got in an argument with his teenage son and how there was a, there was like a generational gap. Well, obviously when you're 30 years older than your son, Hmm. Yeah. That's going to be the case. But he was like complaining that that was a big issue. But it's like, dude, you're a, it fucking, is a big issue. It is an issue, but you're also a parent. You're not your kid's best friend, you know? Yeah, But
0: so that's not that's not no, something you can easily just all of a sudden as soon as you become a parent. Boom. Now I'm a parent, not a friend. It's like that's difficult to do. I understand. And still on a day to day basis, it's hard. And maybe that was the exact moment in his life when he was like, he finally said, like, wow. I can't be his friend anymore. And that's harsh, dude. That's that's difficult to come to terms with. I, that's possibly the most difficult thing he's ever done.
2: I, I agree with you on that. Then what do shit on him for? I agree, that, I agree that it is a very difficult thing. I don't understand it because I'm not a parent myself. But I understand like it, it is very difficult. But to write an entire album after that or during that when you come to that realization and have that album written still from the perspective of a teenager... It just doesn't make much. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it kind of shows like he didn't really learn anything.
0: Let's not forget, too, that we're talking about musicians here. They, these aren't, this isn't Rivers Cuomo, who is, a, you know, an educated man. These are just, these are just dumb kids that never grew up. These, this is like the same. That kind doesn't of, make it, it right. I'm not saying it's right or good. Understand it doesn't right. make it good. I, I, nobody said that. Why you are saying you're saying, saying, that that you're saying this album is good. That. I know you're Hold trying. A you're second. defending this album. You're defending this man. album. T- 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 reel it in, Tiger. Reel it in. <laughs> reel it in. Reel it in. Okay. So anyway, don't forget who these people are. Everybody's intelligence level is different, and everybody's their intelligence men. level is different.
2: They're grown ass. men. because you're a
0: grown ass man doesn't just because you're a grown ass man does not make you a grown ass man. Case in point, I have a roommate who's a grown ass man. Age wise. But it's not a grown ass man, intelligence wise and emotionally. That doesn't mean anything. You need to understand where this is coming from, and this album and this band c- always fits Mark and Travis. Because Travis is the same way. Even though Travis is a dick, he's still <laughs> he's still a child.
2: I agree he's, with you. He's I, a brat. I know. Mark
0: Travis is a brat, and Mark is 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 too stuck under- in the past. Developed.
2: He's too stuck in the past. No,
0: not he's not too stuck yes, in the is. past. Yes, he is. He's emotionally underdeveloped. <laughs> like you swear everybody. <laughs> that just sounds so calm, condescending. Calm. Like, come on, God, he that's is. So he's condescending. A, it's not. It's 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 a way to like acknowledge his faults, but leave room for improvement. like when you say he's just, he stuck leaves in the past, no room for improvement. That's making him just sound pathetic. He's not pathetic. He's just emotionally underdeveloped. He's had nobody in his life, like clearly, to kind of push him on. Like he's had no. You know, no I I mean, as far as I know, he's had no uh like father figure or, or authority figure to help him develop into becoming a real productive member of society because they've been in a band for what, since they're like
2: sixteen? Or he's had nobody in his life to tell him no in the last twenty years or twenty yeah, twenty years. He's had nobody to tell him no, you shouldn't be doing that. No, that's correct. Not good. Everybody's you see, been it all, yes you see it
0: all the time with like child actors that grew up to be complete shitheads. It's the same thing with like musicians, musicians that have been, you know, they got surrounded by this yes early man. on, yeah, and they go on and on and on to be continuously successful. They're just they're a product of their environment, and there's That's nothing I mean, that you can do it personally. It doesn't make I didn't it say it was good.
2: Then stop Why defending this. Then that? stop
0: defending it. Because you're attacking him as a person. You don't first of I'm of, attacking his lyrics. I'm
2: attacking his lyrics But you're his saying lyrics he is stuck
0: in the past. You said he's stuck in the past. You're saying he is 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 trying to identify as a 17 year old. I think you're missing the point. Well, Again, when you look at it I from, think you're missing but, the but when you look
2: but when you look at it from a lyric standpoint and for also for a lot of the songwriting then yeah, absolutely. When you only have that to base it off of because I don't know him personally. Do you know him personally? Does he call you at home? <laughs> no, he does not. You might wish he does, but he does not. So I'm basing this all off of his lyrics and the way he presents the songs. But That's what I'm dumb, doing.
0: You are not a dumb man. Well, you have said that I am before. In regards to this, in regards <laughs> to your blankings, you're a dumb man. But you, you know what it's like to... Because we've grown up and we've seen child actors... Like Miley Cyrus, for instance, when she was Hannah Montana... We've seen, we've seen child stars, even like Shia LaBeouf, like we've we've seen these stars like grow up and we've grown up with them and we know how we feel. We know how our friends feel and our colleagues and coworkers and all these people feel and they're not like us. They don't, they don't seem to think the way we do. Uh, Granted, we only get like a little blip of their actual life, but they don't act the way we do because they have never had a normal life. Mark and Travis have never had a normal life. Okay,
2: I don't care if they have or not. They,
0: but you need to understand this. If I don't care to understand the fact that he's not identifying as a seventeen-year-old. But he is the what? How he is writing? He, he is, is
2: a seventeen-year-old. That doesn't make it good. You're an idiot. Stop You're defending. Not it. Stop. It. I am not, not understanding. understanding this. He doesn't
0: say I th- I'm going to act like a seven. No, he is a fucking seventeen-year-old.
2: Okay, I he agree is with you. He year is year okay. Old. That's
0: all he can do. Okay, I okay. Yes, he has okay. Yes, to the correct. Point of a You're correct. Year old. That is it. Yes,
2: correct. You're correct. But it's not his fault. It's not good. I don't care if it's his fault or not. It's not good.
0: Oh my God! You're an the why? Who not cares on that on this, fault? But it was good. But it was good on Mike Cheshy or it was good on because Edema, they were 18, They were eighteen, nineteen
2: years years old. He was like because was like they
0: twenty-seven were. on Toy Page.
2: It was good on there, but it's not
0: good on here. You're making no sense.
2: Okay. A tw- okay, look at it. Okay, look at it from like a, a movie standpoint. A 24 year old can play a 17 year old in a movie. It's, it's believable. It's believable. Let's just say that. It's believable. A well, 47, 48, exactly. He's not acting here. Uh, lyrics are, are essentially. It's, it's, what do you want? <laughs> it kind of is. Of I'm kind of going to my next banger. Cause it kind ridiculous. of is. It kind of is. A 47 year old acting as a 17 year old, unless it's like a comedy bit, it doesn't work. A 24, 27 year old acting as a 17, 18 year old, that can work. And it you're did right. work. It did work
0: for old. F- 45 year olds don't have like relationships. That's just a little tool. Right. No, they no, you're do. Right. But no, it's a different don't. kind no, of relationship they, problem. They,
2: they and it could be presented in a different way. Like literally,
0: your relationship problems right now and your relationship Fuck, what's are the, the same one, fucking what's the bullshit. One lyric it's the same bullshit you went through when you were like, What's the,
2: of? there's one lyric on this album. I can't remember what song it was. It's something but about if you like really think about no the no, same no but but shit listen you
0: fight about but, now is the same shit you fought but, about. when were But you li- 18.
2: but listen to me, there's one lyric, there's one line that Mark has in this album and I can't remember what song it was but he says put me out in the sun and I'll melt like a popsicle. <laughs> That's true. Like, are like what <laughs> are we are we seven? Like how old are we here? A seven
0: year old not gonna write that. Get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna melt
2: like a popsicle. Come on. We a ten year old. Come on, dude. Don't stop trying to defend. Defend this shit! <laughs> you're you're dumb. This well, is you dumb. Take, you're
0: taking like single lyrics out of context, here. you're cher- What you're doing is you're cherry picking. I'm not cherry picking because I totally can are. I can
2: give an example in almost every single song where there's something. <sighs> All
0: right, so let's go. Let's go to Happy Days. That's that's, that's <laughs> another banger. That I like this is
2: Happy Days to me is one of the the better songs on this album. I, I'll agree with you on that. So I remember when this song came out, I was like, it, it was pretty bad, but I guess maybe in the context and. I'm trying to find good things about this album. Uh, it's definitely one of the better ones. So here's uh, Happy Days by Blake. Hey That's Happy Days by Blink. Like I said, it is one of the better songs on the album. It it definitely is. Not the best on the album, but it's one of the better ones.
0: So this was like um, co-written and produced by Tim Pagnotta? Yes. And Sam Hollander? Yes. Um, like I said, I for some reason my thing didn't say the notes on these people, but I do remember Tim because he is the singer from Sugar Colds.
2: Yes, correct. He produced like half this record.
0: But I don't know who Sam Hollander was. I think he's just like a like a really behind-the-scenes famous co-writer. Yes. Yeah, what so, do you call him? Yeah, he, songwriter.
2: He's, he's a songwriter. He's worked with uh, bands like uh, Fits and the Tantrums, Weezer, Panic of the Disco, uh, Good Charlotte. So a lot of pop-punk bands. Um, also, you know, some R&B like Kelly Rowland from uh, uh, what's the – Destiny's Child, Sugar Ray, Modest Yahoo. Uh, he's worked with quite a few artists. <laughs> but um but yeah, he's he co wrote some of the lyrics, so I guess he wrote the happy days part of this song. I don't know what he fucking wrote. I don't know what he wrote. Who knows at this point? But Skiba's not, not featured as a songwriter on this. It's a fun little fact. Yeah. Just uh Mark, Travis I think Tim and Sam. I, th-
0: I think there might be some like distant skeebs like in the chorus and stuff and like the, the woes and shit. Yeah. But other than other that, that there's yeah, there's none. nothing. But I think it, oh, that was weird. But I think it was um, this is a cool song. It got like, whoa! Oh, dude, you're wild! <sighs> Yay! there it is. Wow. So I I um, no, that was it. Okay, it's gone. Like you ever feel you have another one coming up?
2: And it just never but then surfaces. Just instantly
0: goes away, but then you feel good.
2: Yeah. I think
0: overall on this album too, Travis, Travis toned it down. There wasn't as many obnoxious. There was a couple in here that I was just I, I really thought like, dude, okay, relax. But overall, I thought he was really he was really tame. He was. He was on like sedatives or something. He was just really calm, and I liked it. He I didn't play as words. many
2: notes for sure.
0: But I thought the intro to this was very reminiscent of self self entitled, mm-hmm. and um. I think mean, the chorus also was like a little much because it had the chorus in it, like the chorus vocals and the chorus. I think that tried too hard to be like an anthemic song.
2: Yeah. It worked I'm a little sure bit. It, wor- it worked yeah. a little bit, but I feel like the, I think the guitar playing in all of this is kind of underwhelming. I feel like Skiba. I like his, I like his crooning voice a lot in Alkaline Trio, Um But on this record, like his guitar playing in Alkaline Trio is just, it's secondary to his vocal melodies. Uh, And on this, his guitar playing is just not that great. I feel like he just plays a lot of bar chords and just like just a lot of dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like he just, he doesn't do a lot. Like he doesn't play around a lot and it kind of shows in his songwriting. Um, He has some cool moments. I feel like Black Rain, and that song he has some cool vocal parts, um, but overall he sings too out of his high and out of his range, on this record. Yeah,
0: I kind of agree. I I I mean, Skiba's not. I don't know why Alkaline Trio gets so much pride for what they do. I I think they're they're an okay band. Yeah, I think they've they have a they have maybe like three or four songs I think are absolute bangers, but other than that, I think they're just okay. And Skiba's not like a great singer. And no. I remember when he first joined Blink, everyone's like, "Oh, finally we get a good singer." He's not a good
2: singer because he sings out of his range. I think that's the problem. Because he's I, a karaoke singer. He's not a good singer. Well, I mean, I think he tries. He, um, I think he almost tries too hard to sing like Tom on Tom songs, and then when he when he sings on these two albums on California and Nine, I think he's made to sing higher than mark like i think they want him to sing higher than mark but then they make mark sing higher than he normally sings like mark is supposed to sing in a lower register that's when he sounds better and Ooh,
0: not on one of these songs
2: for the okay but i'm t- generally speaking <laughs> generally speaking i think you and i can both agree i think the only exception where mark sounds better in a higher range is damn it in the chorus of damn it and even then he doesn't sing that part live he doesn't say yeah, like, chorus kill, like, like kills his voice and i feel like every, on almost every song on the last two albums he oh. sings too high and it, it ruins the songs like let them both sing low let matt sing in his croony voice i think it sound it would sound so much better and it would give the song so much more character and give them a signature sound and fucking stupid feldy fucking idiot <laughs> i mean he's Feldman is, it has songwriting credits on every song. I think almost every song on this record. It's like three for, that isn't. Yeah, I think the main one was On Some Emo Shit, which is the only song on the album that only features... And this one, too. I, I don't think he has any songwriting credits in Happy Days. Happy, oh, you're right. He doesn't. Happy Days, he doesn't. But almost every song. Yeah, he has credit. Almost every song he has credit, which sucks.
0: But like, um, I, I, as far as like, the, the lyrics are concerned on this one... Because this whole thing, he's talking about, like, hey, kid, and then it goes on into this huge thing about either Mark's talking to his kid or Mark's talking to his past self.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's fairly self-aware to be able to kind of put those two in the same perspective is like, holy shit, the, the 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 cyclical nature of humans is we make the same fucking mistakes. Like, we see it in kids. Like, I see it in my kids. they like, they make this, they do the same stupid shit that I did. And like yeah. my parents always used to tell us, I mean, our parents tell us like, I did the same shit. And it's like, dude, does that, is that just like a cycle that's never broken or, or just, is everybody just dumb? Like, I don't understand. And so I thought this was cool in happy days is because I don't know if he's talking, I guess that's maybe not cool, but I don't know if he's talking to himself as a kid or if he's talking to his kid or just kids in general.
2: So in this song, this is, this is what Mark said about the lyrics to happy days he said we were talking about negative thoughts the thoughts that creep into your head when you're awake late at night and that sometimes you have to push through and make yourself go get to a better place and that's what this song is about uh and like i said earlier this song was lyrics were co-written by sam Hollander. so your interpretation of the lyrics are different from what mark was actually saying and mark's lyrics being very vague and Exactly. Explanation being very vague.
0: Mark's inability to actually articulate his thoughts past relationship songs is 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 clear. I mean, it's it's been clear since like day one. Mm -hmm. And so again, with with the intelligence factor, because (laughs) because like we've grown up and we've had our friends to push us and call us out on our bullshit, which I think only makes all of us smarter is when we say something stupid and we all call each other out on it. That's like specific with our group of friends is what we
2: do. That's our entire relationship is yelling at one another. But I think
0: it really makes you think before you speak because if you're just speaking and like just word vomiting and no one's saying like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Then you think it's okay,
2: right? But some some might argue outside of our circle that we're really stupid. Well, I mean, we don't. Uh, granted, <laughs> we have a podcast.
0: <laughs> on this we're going on like two hours right now of a fucking album that we both think is is okay to bad. It's,
2: yeah. Yes. Exactly.
0: Okay at best. Bad
2: at we we worst. make poor decisions. Let's just say. That.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> we also we also tend to choose our words fairly carefully, and 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 we kind of I like to say we're a semi authority on this figure on this on this matter. Uh,
2: yes. I. Some might say the only authority on this subject matter.
0: Correct. We know more about Mark than Mark knows about himself.
2: Precisely. My other thing
0: about Happy Days: is I wish the outro was was sped up a little bit. I think that would have been really cool. But other than that, then that's. I it. I, I like the outro. I I
2: think the, the outro does pick up speed tempo a little bit, but I I like that. I like that it does pick up pick up speed. It it's minimal to none. <laughs> 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 okay. Well. Okay, now that you're talking about picking up speed a little bit. What is your favorite um, song?
0: I mean, I, that wasn't my favorite song, but what is your... Oh, my
2: sh- my favorite song and the only song that will probably ever be featured on any playlist, besides an overall Blink playlist, is Heaven. What? Heaven is the only like good to great song on this album. You're, ooh, woof. It is. It really is. Okay. I, uh, I, I want to hear this. So... I feel it. Uh, to me, it sounds like a song that's kind of like reminiscent of Plus Forty Four. It's not a wanky song for Travis. It's very kind of straightforward. Um, I like the big sounding chorus of it. I f- I like the mid tempo beat of it. Um, lyrically, I from what I was reading, it was inspired by uh, there was a shooting near Travis's home a couple years ago, and this this inspired the lyrics to be written um but then when you actually read them it's kind of creepy because i don't know if the lyrics are supposed to be from the perspective of the shooter yeah committing that's... suicide or i don't know it's just it the lyrics don't make sense with what it was inspired by and it, it's actually kind of creepy uh but if you take that out of the picture out of con out of that I think the lyrics are very much about dealing with suicide and somebody who is about to commit suicide because they're so depressed. And I feel like this is the deepest song on the entire album. I don't like the title of the song. I think the title of the song is cheap, but um I just I think overall the song is it's a solid solid banger. That's um
0: that's interesting. Okay. So I I think when I when Heaven came on I had realized that the first three intros, the first five to ten, five to eight seconds of the first three songs were pretty much identical. Okay. And I was, I was getting kind of tired of it. Uh, Heaven did have some really heavy bass in there, so I thought that was kind of cool. And I really like Travis's drumming on this, on this song. I think he had really cool fills, especially leading into the choruses. It was just like, it was so It's tight, very tasteful. And it was so perfect.
2: Yeah, it's very tasteful, not winky at all.
0: But like the bridge had so much like pomp and circumstance, and then there was a piano I think in there too, and I just uh, it was too much. Hey, and I'm,
2: then, I'm not I'm not a piano man, but if it's strategically placed, it could sound it could sound really good in in the context of a song.
0: And then like th- the whole song was was, was like this this uh, this serious note and 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 trying to like calm everything down. And they put like a DJ scratch on like the first note or the final note that was in like the final
2: chorus. Wait, did they really?
0: Yeah, there was like a D, de- like a, it was that.
2: real quick. It was like. Oh, was I like, didn't even like, notice. Like, that. Really?
0: Like you fight, like, uh, you like you spent that whole time building this up and to be like this emotional thing, and then <laughs> you you scratch the DJ. I, I thought that was very very silly. Did not <laughs> like that part at all.
2: Well, I'm gonna play a little bit of Heaven because it's it's my favorite on the album. So here it is by Blink. Matt and Mark need to play to their strengths. They can write, like, they're good at, like, almost like dark, mid-tempo, brooding songs. That's what they're good at. Like, if if Matt sang in, like, a slightly lower register on this song, his vocals would have been perfect. Mark sings a little too high, but it still works for this song, this mid-tempo song. I think it's it's a great song for this record. This, it's this it's was... the highlight of the record.
0: When I was listening to this album the first time, this was the first song that I finally thought, like, wow, okay, now you can clearly identify who Mark is and who Matt is. Because that was one of the biggest concerns or problems that people had with California was, like, you couldn't tell who the fuck was who. A lot of the songs, they sounded so similar, and they sang so similar that you couldn't tell. And this was the first song that you could clearly tell which one was which. And I think that Feldy maybe even Blink. I don't know who did it, but they kind of took that and ran with it. And in later songs, it turned out like very, very bad. But the singing in this, I have no problem with. Yeah. I just, I I just think overall, it's it's kind of an okay song.
2: It has so much of a plus 44 vibe where you have the, the kind of, the, the highs and the lows, dynamic wise, where in the, the the voices, in the verses, you have the, the kind of, the clean guitar, maybe with some, flange on it or whatever reverb on it and then it kind of just explodes into this big chorus and then you, the chorus kind of fades out for like maybe a not even maybe like a quarter or half of a bar and then you kind of get the the clean the clean guitars back in and then you have the next verse with matt mark like it, it's it has that perfect plus 44 vibe but just done in a modern way with matt but Matt needs to sing a little bit lower to make it sound good like sound like perfect. Okay. Cuz it, it's a good like it's a good solid good throwback to plus 44 in all the best ways. And you I mean you and I both love that plus 44 record. Like, it's, that's it's, what that's what this album should have been reminiscent of not blink because I feel like plus 44 was a good was a good mature way of transitioning from blink into being an adult an adult you know the plus The
0: 44 was almost all dark exactly there was almost no highs and
2: because there's no highs as being an adult i mean what you, are you know talking that about? Dude, we're, we're, bad we're ass. i get to stay up late but there's I to so fucking eat cereal for dinner what are you talking about there's though? also there's also so much like shittiness to being an adult
0: yeah, but like, we get to see them once more... a week and fucking talk about bullshit. Like, dude, being an adult is badass.
2: But there are also a lot of shitty things about being of an adult. Of course
0: there's a lot of shitty things. But those don't outweigh the good things. And being an adult is is, is the fucking greatest thing ever.
2: I, I know. I, I agree. Being an adult is better than being a kid. But, you know, when guys are making an album, grown-ass men are making an album, they should kind of bring up the darkness and then like throw back to the happy fun times or throw or like, you know, have make the fun, happy times, like be adult. Cause you're a fucking adult.
0: I mean, if we're going to get like real deep uh, into this,
2: it's so, this album remember, is so frustrating. Remember it's back so frustrating. when we talked, we did
0: the Buck Owens album. And yes. when Buck Owens like friend, I th- it was like his friend or somebody died when he died. Yeah. And then he was, Buck Owens was never the same. Yeah. Right, even by like his own account, like there's just something about, who, because he was so close to that person that died, something also died within Buck Owens. Yes. And no matter, even if that person came back, he will never be the same. And I think that's just where Mark is. He's never going to be the same because of whatever happened.
2: I don't know, and exactly, it doesn't doesn't matter. So play on that emotion, like, like show show that emotion like but he wrote a song about fucking uh, happy days he wrote a song about
0: like hey dude like even though this is gonna end shitty i'd still rather just do it like in city of angels you ever see city of angels nicholas cage yes oh dude one of the best quotes <laughs> in movie history you ready for this <laughs> nicholas cage says he says you're oh i don't even know if i'm get 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 get, 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 get ready for this <laughs> Nicholas Cage says in that movie, he says, "I would rather have just one smell of her hair, one, one taste of her breath, than an eternity without it. Just that one little blip." And that's uh. what Mark is doing here. Dude, Mark is reminiscing on the times that he had a great time, even though he knows that it ended shitty, and even though he knows that he's fucking ruined for life, he still can hold on to that one thing that makes him truly happy, and that uh. is playing music like this.
2: You're out of your mind And you
0: need to respect that And I feel like you don't respect that And you don't respect him I respect, respect nothing, him. And thus really. You don't respect me And now I'm, now I'm annoyed <laughs>
2: You've been annoyed Since we started the pod That's true um, <laughs> so, yeah,
0: Before Because we had to drink The fucking blonde Which I <laughs> now drink like? Both of mine
2: of. Yeah I did like it Dumb shit um, Now uh, uh, Do you Fuck yeah. Whew, Let me start over Do you have any other Bangers on this Because I really don't have any other bangers.
0: My favorite song is Hungover You. Oh, my God, Jeff. Yeah, absolute my favorite song. It's already on a playlist. Done deal. My favorite song is Hungover You.
2: The worst part of this album starts with No Heart to Speak Of. Like Everything from that song and everything after is just pretty much bad.
0: Okay, um, that's wrong. But let me... (laughs) Because No Hard to Speak of I think is okay Ransom I think is a banger On Some Emo Shit I think it's okay Hungover You, banger And then Remember to Forget Me I think is okay
2: I still don't understand why you like the song Should I just play real quick and then we'll get more into it? Yeah, play it we'll get into it play Okay, it. so here's uh, Hungover You by Blink-182 I bought it for
1: breakfast Trying to like Two times
2: over you Oof. what a banger i feel like this is one of the the few songs on this record where it it can go both ways lyrically like where they're talking about drug abuse and also talk about a girl you know this is the only one of the few times on the record that this happens
0: minute one time few times <laughs>
2: <laughs> regardless the lyrics are pretty bad but you're pretty bad no, oh, you're pretty bad. I sound like Ryan? No, <laughs> oh, dumb. No, this this song.
0: This song's dude. This song was so fucking good. Like instantly, this was my favorite song. The first listen, this is my favorite song.
2: Wow, that's insane to me.
0: I just, I think it's, I think the whole kind of feel of it is, is, it's got like this semi hip hop feel to it, and especially in Skeeps' part after the first, like the first verse when Mark's singing and then Skeeps comes in. I think it kind of really gets into that hip hop realm and they're really good opposites like Mark's got like a straight I mean, what he always does a straightforward, just kind of monotone almost like a
2: talking and then Skeebs actually yeah. sings which Mark is good at like as weird as it sounds that's like one of his strong points
0: it is and that that's what made Blink like Blink
2: and yeah especially like later Blink
0: they did it really well here and then towards the end too Skeves doesn't like these cool harmonics on his guitar and I thought it was really cool but overall, yeah. dude, this song is a banger. Yeah, oh.
2: I, that's, you're really pushing it with that. Really pushing it. Um, I did also want to say, bring up some things. Um, how, when bands are asked about how they feel about what they've made, like on a record or whatever, how generic and boring, and just kind of how what they say just really just doesn't mean anything. Um. I'm sorry, I'm just ripping this album apart and everything about it because it's just, everything about this album is just not very great. But uh, Matt Skiba had this to say about the recording process and how this album solidified their friendships. This is what he said. I now know my place better in Blink than I did years ago. We're always learning. So that quote right there really means nothing because obviously if you're around people almost every day and making some Something with somebody, of course your friendship is gonna get better. Um or worse. It could, but I mean, in the con in this context, this just really means nothing. Like he knows this place better in the band. Well, yeah, you've been in the band for three, four years now. Duh. Like it's kind of like a dumb statement. Uh also Travis had a good one here. He said in regarding to the making of the album, he said, making sure Blink isn't different than modern music rather than being something of the past is a big achievement for me. So he was pretty much saying, I want to make a record that sounds like everybody else.
0: So take but, that with a grain of salt, because Travis is an idiot. He's well, just, I, I agree. He's, he's he a, has
2: no personality. Not, he's not an
0: intelligent man. Yeah. And, but clearly like like the aspects of this album that were very... Especially on the on the one song that I think he produced, the emo shit, where it was the most electronic drums on the whole album. But that's what Travis likes now. That's what that's who Travis is, and that comes through a lot on this album and this song in particular. And I think all three of them finally just reached this this kind of uh, cohesion where they said, "Okay, this is who we want to be." California was an attempt at being old Blink, but with new members. Let's kind of get rid of that. Let's just be new Blink with new members, and this is who we want to be. Whether or not, I th- I don't think Mark likes the direction musically, but because he's he can still contribute like to the lyrics, I think he's happy. But Travis and Skiba for sure like the direction musically of Blink.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I, think. I don't think Skiba does. I don't think Skiba does at all. I think Skiba has a great time in Blink. I don't think so. I think he just likes the money, the easy paycheck, and that's pretty much it. I, I don't think he has any real passion with the band. Honestly, I really don't think he does. I
0: I, mean, I, I disagree. I disagree. I I think I think he does. I think Alkaline Trio is always going to be there for him because that was his that his was who, that, that's what made him him. Yeah. And so even though he kind of like left Blink, kind of to go still tour with Alkaline Trio, that's not something to look at. Be like, oh, look, he hates Blink. It's like no that. Alkaline Trio has been there since day one for Skeeves because he was Alkaline Trio. Is Alkaline yeah. Trio, but he is also still Blink, and I think Blink now there's no turning back. I think even True. if I think even if Tom were to come back, he would just be another member of Blink. I think Skeeves will now forever be a member of Blink.
2: Mm. He's in Dude, there. You're, you're giving it too much, too much credit. He's in there. That's it. I mean, yeah, he is, because he is there, technically speaking. Or maybe he's not. I don't know. You never know. That's true. I don't know. I've never you been don't know.
0: know. I actually, I've seen him live. Who I thought was him live. It could have just been that. a hologram. It could have been
2: Tom. Or it could have been Tom dressed as Matt. Ooh. You never know. What if Tom was dressed as Matt, and then
0: during like one of their songs that Tom sings, he just tore off the Matt mask and then sang like Tom? <laughs> the Matt mask.
2: <laughs> the <to> Matt mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we talking about? Woo. Um. Uh, let me see here. So, yeah, you like that song. I don't know why. Because um, it's a banger, but that's fine. You know what song I don't really like, but it it gets stuck in my head all the time, is Pin the Grenade. It's because of that, that chorus. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it's so lullaby and cheesy, but fuck, man, it, it gets stuck in my head all the time.
0: My favorite lyric from this album is actually from Pin the Grenade, even though I think that the song is, is pretty okay. But when he says, if you're going to kill me, baby, please just do it slow. And that's so dumb. It's <laughs> so stupid. But I love it. It's so like I hate to agree with you on this point, but it's so like childish. But it's so it pure. Very... It's so pure. And it's so like innocent. And, and it's like it said, quoting back to the Nicolas Cage thing, it's, it's such a thing that we all experience, whether whatever relationship that you have, it's something that you experience. It's, it's better to have loved and lost. Right. They, that they say. And it's like that's. That's what he's saying here.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Well, from what I got, the the song is about a guy who knows that his relationship with his girlfriend isn't working out, and that his girlfriend is gonna leave him, regardless of the family relationship. Um, but but every yeah. moment,
0: every moment that it's currently still going on is like the best thing that's ever happened to him.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess so. So here's a, here's pin the grenade just because I want everybody to hear. It's stupid catchiness <laughs> and it's ridiculousness.
1: Back down I feel like you're leaving me Right now It feels like you're bleeding me Try slow down You took away a piece of me I don't want to Could you talk to me like that? Let's stop. You change your mind and caught a ride home. You dropped a hint that I embarrass
3: you. I don't wanna let go. Wanna let go. Wanna let
0: go. Dude, Travis's drumming in the chorus is like perfect.
2: Yeah, it's good. Much better than the, the shitty, like far away sounding drums he has during the verses. Just
0: like his ability to just have self-control on this album is, is, is something it's that we've never, we've never seen from him before. It's truly astonishing.
2: <laughs> it is.
0: It's, it's, this is the most progression that any member of blink has ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly taking criticism, uh, the constructive criticism and taking it to heart. Yeah, I guess and so. I, I, I applaud him for that.
2: <laughs> there are a couple. Okay. So there are a few more key points I want to make on this album. Um, And Travis is like a. This is actually might be a good transition. So, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed on the last two, or really, even on neighborhoods, there's been a true lack of, like, truly fast punk songs, like full-on punk songs. And I think you'd agree with me on that, right? Yeah. Like truly fast songs, Uh, they kind of touch on it on California with uh, the pregnant song, or what's that song? can i get you more pregnant yeah and then the other one there's a uh, bohemian bohemian rhapsody. rhapsody yeah and then on this album there's uh there's ransom the very end of ransom like the last 45 seconds of that and then also on this album you have a generational divide truly like a punk song regardless of what you may think of the production and mix and my thing is i don't think they have the stamina to play fast music Especially Travis. I don't think Travis can play fast music anymore for long periods of time. Okay. Like he, he's like if you watch if you watch Travis play uh, a Blink song that Scott was on, he can't play those songs like consistently. I don't feel like he plays those songs slower than how they were originally recorded, or at the same exact tempo. So, I I I really don't think that they can keep up that energy to play like a full set of fast songs. That's why they don't write that way anymore.
0: It's possible. And that's that's why, I mean, they're growing old. They probably don't work out. But
2: see, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that because bands like No Effects still do it. And, you know, Fat Mike is fucked up out of his mind all the time. And the rest of the guys are older than Blink. And yet they still play just as fast, if not faster and on point
0: theoretically Fat Mike also doesn't take care of his kids and, and get up early and get them ready for school and I send them really off know. to school because like his kids hate him.
2: He has one kid and, and he's he hates always him. with his daughter. Are you kidding me? He's always with his daughter. He's always talking about his daughter.
0: The, the last time, okay, so the last time I ever heard anything about Fat Mike was his daughter like didn't even know who he was. What? That was in the, the fucking biography that, that they wrote when he used to call his daughter and she didn't want to talk to him because she was like I don't know who the fuck that is. I I
2: think you're thinking of somebody else. No, that was definitely Fat Mike. No, it wasn't Fat Mike. Because he always uh, he always posts videos and pictures with his daughter. Maybe like he always now, has.
0: maybe now it's gotten better. No, it definitely was not always like that. But maybe now he's gotten better.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I think you're you're thinking of something else. No, I'm definitely not thinking of something else. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of something else. But regardless, I'm regardless, regardless, nice. regardless, we're talking about energy and stamina in a live show. Not we're not talking about a personal lives. I'm talking about Blink and how I don't think they're really capable of playing 30 minutes straight of fast music. I don't think they can do it.
0: Yeah, I They really know. don't.
2: And that's why there's a lack of it, and that's why you get these up-tempo parts of this album and you're like, oh, I want to hear more, but then you come to that realization they can't do it anymore.
0: They probably just don't want to. It's just stupid. Like, it's... Then why did they, why they even tease? It's part of growing up, right? Like, then
2: why do they even tease it?
0: Because they wanted to show you that they can do it, and they want to incorporate some of the older so, aspects of okay, the so, likes of Blink, and they want to incorporate that with the new aspects of Blink and form cohesive songs, like the two that you said, Generation Divide and Ransom. And Ransom is a perfect example because it only comes in in the latter half of the song.
2: When, when lyrically, when the song gets kind of dark, when things take a turn in that song, lyrically that's when it changes tempo completely changes tempo i I don't know i i and 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 your your idea of you know of them growing up then why don't they write lyrics that are more updated to their mature their supposed maturity level as well as why do they keep writing lullaby children catchy type of music just like no effects does I'm just saying. So why can't I mean, they? Exactly. So, so, so my point because is, why can't idiots, they write, they, so like, why can't they write, they write more faster music? Musically, they think they're superior. They're Blink-182.
0: They're arguably the biggest rock band of our generation. And they're Blink-182. So let's push the boundaries. Let's be different. Every single, every single album they've done has been pretty different to significantly different than the last album. And this is another example of, hey, we did the the super produced thing on California. How can we further that? How can and we
2: make it sound even worse? But if that's and not, that's that's, that's, your, that's, that's, a, that, that's a subjective that's opinion. And that's not, no, it's subjective because I fucking said it.
0: <laughs> that's a subjective opinion. And a lot of people like this sounding music. No, nobody That's why nobody likes rap it. got so big. That's why Drake is so popular. That's why even Taylor Swift has changed oh, her Jeffrey. style of music. Just because, no idea just because Tyler doesn't no Just about. because Tyler wants to hear Chessy for fucking nine or ten albums and, it doesn't and not mean only, that Blink for nine or ten albums.
2: You, looking at the the marketing of this album, you can kind of see that they've they've gone back and and redone things because they've gotten so much backlash from almost everybody. Okay, so when they my, my least favorite song on this record is Blame It on My Youth. I think that song is awful. I think the melody sucks. Everything about that song is awful. Like it's a truly bad song. And that was their first song that they released from this album back in I think it was April or May of this year. and they got and that was supposed to be their lead single. that was supposed they were supposed to make a music video for it. there was like there was stuff done for specifically for that song. And once they got all the backlash from it, they stepped back, they decided, hmm. Nobody likes the song. Let's stop promoting it. Let's not make a music video for it. Let's overcompensate and immediately make a music video within a week and put out the song Generational Divide to because everybody talks so much shit, on blame it on my youth, and that's exactly what they did within like 2 to 3 weeks. That's what they did. And then eventually after that, like a month later, they started releasing I think it was Happy Days and whatever else after that. So, like, the marketing for this album has just been a shit show. Like, they, they got, for, remember, and even before Blame It On My Youth, remember, they made such a big deal about that Stevie Aoki song, and they were talking about, oh, this is, this is so good, we worked so hard with Stevie Aoki, and that came out, and it was such a shit show, and they were like, yeah, we're making a music video for the song, and then it took, like, a month for that video to come out, and then when it did come out, like, they didn't even promote it. Or there was very little promotion for that video because so many people talk shit on it and nobody liked it.
1: I feel See, like they, I,
2: there have been so many missteps on this album, on the marketing of this album and these songs because m- most people don't like it.
0: I I, gee, I completely disagree. I, I when you say Dude, most people, you're, we're talking about Blink fans, right? Yeah. Okay, so cause, the people cause, that met the people that are gonna go to the show because Renee's not gonna like listen to this new Blink album because she's never really liked Blink that much. So, like, we're talking about blink fans, and blink fans are very, very fussy, as as we have an entire podcast about it.
2: About fussiness, so, yeah.
0: Blink fans are very fussy, and there's essentially kind of two categories of blink fans. There's one, you have the Tyler Ansted category where nothing passed, calmed along. You can bleep it out and post. <laughs> we, you can overproduce the bleep outs of your last name in that one.
2: <laughs> Funny you say so, that because for, for this album, I, all the editing and production, the crap that went into this album, this episode of this podcast is going to be my most heavily edited podcast because of all the technical shit that's gone on with it. Just wanted well, to throw that out I there. mean,
0: that's 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 no fault outside of, of just hardware issues. Yeah. That's not because of, of actual content. Content,
2: because the content is like 10 out of 10 perfect. Or three oh, out of always, three perfect. It's always 10, three out of 10. Yeah, it's always three out of three. 3.0. Mm-hmm.
0: But blame it on my youth. I don't. I don't think it's as bad as you say it is. It's. It's, de- it's definitely it's not like a banger. It's. It's okay. I think there are some great. There are some great parts to it. There's. A, there's a, uh, I think it's extremely poppy. I think that's good. I like how the guitar sounds and how it plays like the tune of the of the of the song and the verse when it's like when they're singing over it. I think the chorus is extremely poppy. I think it's a solid filler song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my god, a solid filler song. Like,
0: but it's definitely not a stinker. Oh. Now, now, if you want to talk about like the worst song of the album, that's generational divide. That song is no, that song's awful.
2: Bad. That's a bad song.
0: Skiba's voice, I've never thought his voice was bad. I never thought it was good, but it's always been okay to decent.
2: It's do you feel like bad? On do you this. feel like it they bad? Do you feel like they turned down the mix of on his vocals on the final recording of this when you listen to the album? I feel like it was turned down a lot. Because there was a huge I felt like a lot of people were saying like the mix was so bad and his vocals sounded so awful because it was so loud. But I feel like on the final cut it's much lower than what it was. I I, I don't know.
0: It could be crazy. Maybe
2: it's just me thinking that because of my distaste for it, but I feel like it was turned down in the final mix on this record. But what you but backtracking a little bit to what you were saying about uh fans like like me and like i guess casual fans
0: yeah there's there's two fans right there's fans that always say oh tom should be still in the band I, there's no blink without tom they should change the name whatever that's like the one type of fan the other type of fan are people that probably jumped on board around neighborhoods and their biggest thing was like neighborhoods california and then now 9 mm-hmm. and then then they're going back and listening to the earlier stuff yeah I feel like those are the two types of fans, and so when you say like most people don't like it, yeah. I think of those two types of fans, and it's like of course that the, the, the that the Tylers are gonna say that it's bad because they can't get that like
2: because it's that, not good that
0: thing out of their head because oh they can't understand God. that like in your mind there's like a there's something hung up in your brain that you can't like right now I have a fist and I'm tapping my my head like I'm punching my head <laughs> when I say brain so every time I say brain, you brain punching just think yourself? of are
2: you that stupid? you know like.
0: No, you know, like when you say, like your brain and like you do like the, like the knocking, yeah. like yeah. To, to emphasize your point to someone dumb. <laughs> <laughs> By being so, equally dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's effective. So every time I see the word brain, just imagine me doing that. So you can't get something in your brain that says that Blink can, in fact, have a life outside of Tom DeLong. And Tom DeLong's doing his own thing. That's great. Like, I don't give a shit because it has nothing to do with this album. Agreed. Other than the fact that something happened in mark's life where something in his brain has not progressed past a certain i don't want to say age but more like a like a certain event once this event happened i don't know if it was when tom left the band but because it, it could have been way sooner because we can see stuff like that in self-entitled so I, there's something that happened in mark's life where he is now like stuck and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like again, he's just emotionally underdeveloped, and he can't deal with these kind of problems.
2: <laughs> you sound so condescending. It's, it's
0: not condescending. This is like what people with actual like emotional problems have. It's because they don't have any outlet to come and like he needs like therapy or something. He needs someone to talk to, and he's not getting that. All he's getting is like, oh, Blink is shit. Where's Tom? Skiba can't sing like Tom. No. You are literally. You are literally. F- Banning the fire marks like emotional insecurities. You know, how do you feel about that? Thinking,
2: okay, since we started this segment talking about this, this specific album, you are the first person between the two of us that has brought up Tom. We've been talking about this album for close to an hour, I think, I don't know, but you were the first one to bring up Tom. Surprisingly, I'm, I'm shocked that I haven't brought up Tom. I didn't even think about it until you brought him up. We haven't even talked about him not being on this album.
0: It doesn't matter who
2: brought up Tom But I'm just first. saying, the but, point but is, you're using it as an example when we I he hasn't even brought been brought into I know the how equation. You think. No, I know you, how you don't. Think. I've I'm Your taking this concerns with I'm, Blink now is no, it's No, no 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 Blink no no. Is now overproduced no, listen, and because Blink they should be a
0: band without Tom. You but said I, that prior to But California I but I, released. they
2: were. Yeah, I said Neighborhoods and The Dogs EP were wildly overproduced, but the songwriting was better and I've also said on this album specifically, nine, that it would there are so many parts that would have sounded better if they would have. I feel like if they would have done something differently vocally, if they would have sung in a lower register, you know, if they would have played to their strengths more, which they they have not. I don't feel like they have on this you, album. You
0: know, you know which one. You know what type and of also, you are. You and know also, you and are. also
2: bringing it back to uh, the live setting and their concerts, they most. I will say, and I'm pretty sure I will. I, I do have confidence in saying this most of their fans are fans prior to California. Like, most of the people going to their concerts are fans prior to California. I mean, that's just plain and simple. Yeah,
0: but how far back before California? It doesn't I mean,
2: matter. It does matter because. I mean, you're still okay. up okay, where you think Blink-182... Scott Reiner's in a I comeback. Mean, you, you and, and I mean, you and I have to agree. Blink-182 are a nostalgic act. That's why they were given a residency in Las Vegas. You're not going to be given a residency if you are not a nostalgic act. That's just true. plain and simple. So they And also, they're, they're, they played Enema of the State in, in its entirety on this tour. They did that because they're a nostalgic act. So most of the people going to these concerts... Our fans prior to California, during the Tom era, whether that be neighborhoods, whether that be self and un- unentitled Toy Page Enema, I don't. It doesn't matter. It's prior to California, so they're a nostalgic act. Most of the concert goers are going to be in the Tom era from the Tom era. That's just it. That's what it is. You can't fight that. Yeah, there's going to be some California fans, but most of them aren't. That's just the I- way it is.
0: I I just think again You can't that deny that. There're like three albums that probably define blink of that time. One would be Dude Ranch. Yeah. That 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 was kind of them at their peak for that type of music they were writing. Yeah. Another one was Toy Page. I feel and like the it's third Anima, one not and the Toy third Patch. one is this one. Mm. Like this is who blink is now and they finally accepted it cuz California kind of put their feet in the water with this sound but they didn't fully embrace it like the the Matt or the Mark and um Matt's vocals were very similar. Travis was doing way too much shit and there was nothing that Travis liked about that album as much as he likes about this album because there's a lot of programmed drums on this and especially in the in the song uh emo shit. Yeah. That I think Travis really got a hold of this album and was really more into it than this one and plus the fact that he was he was responsible for doing the the cover art and hired like one of his homies or something, and so oh,
2: yeah. Don't even get me started on that.
0: I think I, I think that this album is defining the new blink. This is like
2: defining the new blink. When wait, I wrote it down. in the if notes. we're doing like okay, so if we're talking okay. about a new blink being California, and this one, <laughs> no, no, no. no. This, okay, this
0: is the Pinkerton to California.
2: <sighs> when we're talking new blink, we're talking not only an album that was produced by several people, but songwriting credit wise. 19 people were involved in the songwriting of this album so that's new blink 19 people that it just doesn't make any sense and also six different people helped mix this album in or seven different people helped to mix this album in six different studios come on i mean it's just this album is a fucking mess front to back it's an it's, absolute it's, mess. It's not a mess. It's There's a nothing fucking sloppy mess. about
0: this album. What are you talking about? It's, it's definitely a, not a mess.
2: It's a mess in its in its in its polished it's overproduction. No, I'm not say I, it, I I'm say trying it. to avoid using that word because you use yeah, that because it's because, so stupid. No, you use that word as a crutch in No, you use that word I as don't a use I it. I used to make fun I stopped I stopped using that word because, because you know were it's stupid. because you were using it as a tactic to to what's the word I'm trying to use to make my arguments disingenuine there there's there are too many hands in this and one like a like a really good example of that is the song I really wish I hated you which in in interviews you you hear with Matt Skiba he doesn't like he hates that song because he pretty much tried to politely say there were too many people too many opinionated people involved in that song and there were five different iterations of that song before they finally came to what it is now. And I think that it, this song is one of the worst songs on the record. Prior to me even reading about that, that was like one of my stinkers on this album. Was I so really went, wish I hated
0: you. you. You already kind of made that a stinker be- before even hearing it? Is, no, is what you just well, said? No,
2: no. I I thought this song was well, a stinker before Sorry, I'm, you heard I'm the burping. song. No, no, no. You didn't fucking hear me. That's what you just I said. I thought, no, I, what I said was. Maybe I said it wrong, but what I said what I meant to say was, if I said it incorrectly, was that I hated I did not like the song when it first came out months ago. So I, d- I disliked the song before I even read about the issues with this song. Oh, okay. So well, yeah, I, I already stupid. thought it was a stinker. It was a stinker prior to what what I even before I what I read about it. Fuck am I even speaking correctly right now? I can't Maybe. even talk.
0: This this song is like I really wish I hated you. It was that was a song that I thought that marks deep vocals we're just stupid because he goes so low that it just sounds like he's being creepy, and this is weird and it is dumb. and there's just like a lot of talking, like, 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 the, like the cadence of their, of their singing is just like talking, and it's very irritating, and it's got this kind of weird like hip-hop type to it vibe, and I, I don't like this song at all either. I think this song's a stinker. Yeah, it's awful. But the best part is, is Skeeb's outro, like the last like five what seconds. What does he
2: do again? <laughs> I don't remember. It's only like saving grace. Uh,
0: but cool. yeah, I I mean that song's not very good.
2: Okay, well another song I do want to play actually, just because it's so I don't I thought I liked it when I first heard it, but on subsequent listens I just I can't really get into is Black Rain. But I do want to play it because it's probably the most unique song on the record. Uh so I'm just gonna play it and um and then we're gonna have to talk about it because that's what we do. So here it is Black Rain. I blink. It breaks my memory, and
1: now all I see is this black rain, oh, tragedy, you taught my everything, oh, now I feel, all I feel is pain.
2: black rain very different from the rest of the record but i don't think i really like it that much how do you feel about it how oh about sorry
0: my, my oh. mic was muted for a second oh. mm, yeah i think it's okay i i like it in the sense that skeebs finally got like the spotlight first and it was yeah. kind of his time to shine it was kind of cool it was a little bit heavy There was a lot of electronics going on and i like the pacing from the heavy to the soft i think i think that blended well but i mean it was i don't know there was no real, like cool melody to it and there wasn't much going on and it was just kind of whatever's
2: yeah i i i almost wanna like it because it's so different but it's just not that good sorry it's
0: just not when blink does like different stuff they can still they can still write decent melodies
2: yeah or feldman can do that yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's it's hard to s- okay it's hard to you, say You're so what, hung
0: up on what no, Feldman does. Don't know what he does. Well no, because I don't Why know are you what about it so much?
2: But listen to me, listen to me. I don't want to listen to you. Because I you don't talking? know how much of the songwriting is dictated by Feldman and how much of it is Mark and Matt or really just Mark I should say. Cuz I don't I don't I honestly don't think Matt contributes a lot to the writing process. I really don't think he does. But you don't know. I don't know. No, I really don't. But I so wish I a did. Song because you don't know is, is, is silly. Because it's frustrating. I, I want to know how much of it is, is Mark and how much of it is Feldy. Don't worry about it.
0: Because I. Again, I, you're, you're I, missing I, the forest through the trees here. You're, you're, you're picking uh, on individual little things and missing the overall picture. If you like the song, you like the, the song. Because the
2: overall picture isn't that great. And I want to know what contributes to its, its lack of greatness. The
0: quest for knowledge is always a
2: good thing, but if it's going to hinder your actual
0: opinions about something, then that's, I mean, that, I don't know. Like, who cares, dude? Just relax. Enjoy it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't, don't like it.
2: I don't. I really don't. It is what it is. Don't say that. It means nothing. It, is, it means it is what it is. No, it doesn't mean anything. I don't like when people use that because it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means, it means nothing. It, it means nothing. If something nothing. is, no. then
0: it is what it is.
2: It means nothing, and it's, like, it's a shitty way of ending a discussion.
0: Like right now I have a beer in my hand and this no, beer is what it is.
2: No. I know you're just going to say it just because it irritates me, but everybody who listens to this don't ever say that because it means nothing and it's just a shitty way to get out of a discussion or an argument. It means nothing. It's stupid. Mm, it means don't, something. No, it means nothing. It means that, no, that it, it is kind of what it is. No, it means nothing. So st- everybody needs to stop saying it. Cuz it it just it it just Besides stupid
0: besides your hatred for it i've only ever heard one other person say it, like ever in my life and that was I get, so i get
2: i get honestly i i fume when people say that i hate when people say it i don't i don't express it but in my mind i just think just you need to stop saying that
0: well i mean and fairly easy to rebuttal is it is what it is when you say what is
2: because it, and it's so condescending it's just like oh it's gross i hate when people say it so much it's, it bugs it's, the it's, shit out of me.
0: It's kind of the equivalent of, of when your parents tell you to do something, you say, why? Because I said so.
2: It's exactly what it is. It means nothing. Okay. All
0: right. Well, fuck me then. It, but it is what it is, right. so whatever.
2: Fucking shit. Let's, okay, let's. I don't think I have any more. Well, okay, actually, let, we didn't even bring this up. Let's. I, th- maybe we don't have to talk about it a lot because it's just so extremely bad is the video for Darkseid. I think everybody can agree the video to that song is just objectively bad and on the verge of being creepy.
0: False. I, I, I used to agree with you 100%, and I thought it was weird. After watching like the Behind the scenes thing and just how much not created, like, I don't know, like everything about it, just the little things that I picked up on, I, th- I thought it was actually kind of a, a cool video, and I'm sure the kids love doing it. But just even, like, the distance Mark always kept himself from the other kids. And then how Skiba would, you know, like, sign autographs all day, supposedly. Like, every time a kid's like, hey, can you sign this? Sure, sign this. Sure, 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 sure. Never once got mad. So probably signed 100, 200 autographs that day. And Travis is a dick, but. Which is weird, <laughs> too, because at the end of that, I, I, at the end of the behind the scenes video, his daughter, you can see her in the back. Not smiling. Of course. Everyone so. else is, everyone's like clapping and smiling, but fucking she never fucking smiles.
2: Zero personality in that family.
0: Why? Why is she like that? Look
2: who her dad is. Zero personality. Dude.
0: Like, how do you not, how, as a parent, do you see, like, do you watch that behind the scenes video? I'm like, damn, why is my daughter not smiling again? <sighs> Dude, she never smiled. Does she have teeth? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but after watching the behind the scenes video, I, I, I dislike it less it makes it less creepy and, and more so just kind of
2: it shows their disconnection I, with, with fans and just music and I feel like society in general
0: my biggest gripe had, was, was twofold originally was one that it was creepy but now I don't, I don't think it's creepy anymore my other biggest gripe is that they're they're doing fork knife dances
2: fork knife and,
0: and that's, that game's like two and three years old so it's like dude you guys you clearly missed the bandwagon and then my third gripe with it was during the making of, they had a choreographer come in and teach these kids dances.
2: That they already know.
0: That they already know, <laughs> and that aren't even the choreographer's dances. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why are you here, dude? Just <laughs> fucking show them a video, man. Like, what are you doing? There are also, so many YouTube videos on
2: how to do these dances. And also, why even make a music video? Once again, it shows their disconnection from everything. It's just straight bad, dude. It's straight bad. Even it's, if you it, take the creepiness out of it, it's straight bad. I think
0: music videos nowadays are are not what they kind of used to be. I think that they, they're not at all. I mean, like even like Sloan, me, and Renee the other night, we were looking up like what are our favorite videos like of all time, and and some like super bangers already came into my head, like "Intergalactic" by the Beastie Boys, like how it was so lo-fi, but it was so thought out, it was so kind of nostalgic and reminiscent of older Godzilla movies and yeah like it was so bootleg, but it was just genius and like Beastie Boys have always done like phenomenal videos Sabotage was phenomenal body Moving was phenomenal like even like back in like uh from License to Ill like everything they've done has been super great yeah but videos just aren't like that anymore and even They're like not. dare I say it but Helena from My Chemical Romance that was a pretty decent video too
2: Yeah, debatable
0: it was good it had a it had a good theme to it it blended with the song pretty well and I, I just think that this dark side video albeit not creepy anymore to me but just like unnecessary
2: yeah maybe but that's like all music videos now No, they're obsolete now but nowadays that's all I got for bangers man I got no other bangers okay yeah I, I don't have any other bangers on this one one either so uh let's just let's just round it out I'm tired of talking shit on it so let's no, let's just let's give our final thoughts and uh, our rating, and we'll uh, we'll get on with life, I guess. Right? Okay. So what do you got? Let, let's start with you, and then we'll get to mine, and then you can yell at me for five minutes. I
0: think one of the guys was from Plus Forty Four. Yeah, that played in this album from Remember Remember, remember, no. remember to Forget Me. No. Wasn't that, are you sure? No. No. Jermaine Daniels wasn't that the dude? No, from... he wasn't in Plus Forty
2: Four. It was uh, Shane Farborough and uh starts with a C. Craig, wait, no. Craig, Craig Ferguson. F- no, Craig Fairbough, <laughs> and then Shane something. Yeah, it wasn't that guy. No, you're wrong. I think it was that guy. It, was, it wasn't. I would know. So I know it was everything. that guy. And
0: um, no, that has nothing to do with my rating anyway. But I th- I think <laughs> this album overall was, was good. I think it's a good step for Blink. Uh, I think that we are now over... Trying to be like old Blink, and we are now into becoming new Blink, and I think they fully embraced it in this album. Whether or not you like it or not, I I don't think that's that has anything to do with the direction they're heading, because this is the direction they're heading. And I'll tell you, man, I will be so upset if at some point they go back to old Blink, because then this, that, that will make my whole speech completely meaningless and worthless, and that'll piss me off. But I really hope they further this style of music that they're doing and because i like it and i think it's cool and it's a lot of stuff that we are listening to nowadays anyway and that's just kind of where our society is headed we like our society just this this is where we're at we're li- we're listening to music that's that's done in the studio first and then played as a band second and is that bad i don't know it's that's just where we're at and so you need to just embrace it you need to just learn to love it because it is what it is, and I give this album a 2.25. Uh,
2: it honestly sounds like you're. This is like Stockholm Syndrome, man. Like, this is. That's what. It, your entire explanation was Stockholm Syndrome. That's plain oh. and simple. It's, being a studio band's fine. It's great. It can be really good. The Beatles did it really, really well. Their best the Beatles records. Garbage. Get the, the, fuck Beatles, out of here. the best Beatles albums came when they were a studio band. Garbage band. Just plain and simple. That's what it is. I don't have to like this. It's not good. It's object. I feel like it's objectively bad. This is not no. good music. This is, it's just not good. And the only, okay, I'm, I'm going to rank this album. This is my lowest blink rating ever. I'm going to give this one a 1. 1.5.
0: That's craziness. And I'm
2: only giving it that high because of my nostalgia with this band. I don't think this is a good record. It's not, it's not fun. It's it's there are parts that, that are catchy. There's very little energy on this album. I just I don't think it's that good. It really isn't.
0: That's crazy. Too many
2: hands in the pot. Just it's not good. Not enough hands. In- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you put Tom in there, then yeah, maybe. But it's just it's it's not good. There are too many too many yes men in this camp. Not and enough and nomen. Not enough nomen. We need more gnomon. <laughs> Black Loman. I actually thought Not that um,
0: "Ransom" was the only song on this album couldn't be improved that I thought couldn't be improved by Tom. That's it. Everything else, I thought, okay, I can see Tom maybe. making this better. But maybe "Ransom." If we're going to bring up Tom, "Ransom" was the only <laughs> song that I thought, okay, no, Tom cannot make this better.
2: Uh, maybe. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. No, we know because Tom tried to do it and he failed. Well, Tom's done a lot of amazing things. But anyway, I guess that's it. Jeff gave it a two point two five which i think is way too high uh i give this a 1.5 uh if you didn't know our our rating system is three is a perfect album two is a good album you're going to continue listening to one is a bad album but you should at least give it a try and uh zero is hot garbage so 1.5 for me but that's really basing it on a curve and nostalgia so there you go blink 182 and their album nine nine should we just get into our blankings Or you want to talk more Uh, about this? What do you want to do, baby girl?
0: Well, if if you're giving me the option of if I want to talk about this or if I want to get into my blankings, obviously I'm going to choose my blankings.
2: Okay, then let's get into the blanks.
0: You want to go first or let me go first? Actually, we're we're going to do
2: one one after this. Yeah, yeah, so what what this is, our blankings are our Blink-182 ratings of their albums, of their discography. Uh, We decided to throw in Buddha because apparently Mark and Travis consider that a Blink album and uh, we're also going to throw in Dogs Eating Dogs EP because that's, that's as good as an album in my eyes. Uh, so, yeah, so we have our blinkings. I think you should go first with your number 10. What is your what is the worst Blink album? And this includes the new album, Nine. What is the worst Blink album for you?
0: <laughs> now, do you want me to, to say it first or, like, preface it and then say it? What do you want me to do here?
2: I mean, you could leave that up to you also oh i do want to say as well we listened to the entire blink discography within the last like three days so this is all fresh (laughs) so these blinkings are very new and shocking to both of us because we didn't think we would i pretty much re-ranked almost everything on my my blinkings
0: i think i think mine too i don't think anything stayed the same
2: yeah a lot of upsets yeah there might be hopefully all the good upsets but uh um, all right.
0: Well, so I mean just to just to also it's it's important to note that we are doing Buddha as well. Yeah. And so my number 10 is Cheshire, Cheshire number cat. Number
2: 10 is Cheshire. Oh. Yeah.
0: That's only because we also put Buddha in there. If Buddha was not in there, Cheshire would be much higher. Wait, what? Because dude, Cheshire's just basically a more polished Buddha with some different blink songs
2: which is a good thing
0: kind of kind of <laughs> so like what we also did is we also did we, we also wrote down two songs An an old song that we've always loved from that album and that'll probably never change but then also like a newer song that we've just come to love or love more either this week or in the past months prior to when we did the last blink bonanza episode mm-hmm. so on, on cheshire cat th- my old favorite is carousel oh um, god i think your old favorite is gonna be carousel but my new favorite is peggy sue
2: Ooh, okay that's and solid. that specifically
0: that's solid. came from the blink 155 podcast
2: really you hate you don't yeah. even like that podcast anymore
0: i don't i mean i used to listen to it a lot but i like this song i i, I only gave this song a, a better chance because of that podcast and then the, I listened to this song like three or four times because of that podcast and I it's 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 pretty it's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's
2: good. Okay, well my number ten is uh definitely not Cheshi. I don't know where you came up with that as being the number ten. But I went with uh, nine. I think nine is their worst album. Whoa. Yeah. Nine is their worst album. And I defend I, I'll defend that to the death. Uh You're gonna have I to. won't I won't Say what my favorite track is because we're going to get more into that when we get into the album when we get do it as our album of the week. So, uh, we'll move on from there. So, what is your number nine? Uh,
0: my number nine is California.
2: Okay, mine is California as well.
0: I, oh, go figure, surprise, surprise, <laughs> Fucking Tyler, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, so I think California has some absolute amazing blink songs on it, but I think overall. I mean, we talked about this before, but I think the whole album overall just seems kind of fake and rushed, mm-hmm. and just kind of a, a clap back to like, hey, we can still make music without Tom, but they can. It was just silly, uh, not on California. I mean, there were some good, there's some phenomenal songs. No, there
2: in are. There, there's a top ten blink song on that album, and that's being left alone. I think "Left Alone" is that's stupid, a but. great song. So,
0: an old favorite of mine. When I first heard it, I I've, I like cynical. I think cynical is really fun. It was a really cool song. But my new favorite that I've really liked this past three or four days was uh, Kings of the Weekend.
2: Okay. Yeah, Kings of the Weekend and Teenage Satellite were always like in my top five for the album. But my new my new shining star is Cynical. I was always cynical of Cynical because I hate the whole like fake like Travis messing up in the beginning. I thought it was so cheesy and stupid. But if but once I look past that and. How horrible Feldman put that in? Why you put that in? As to why you put that in? Cynical is it's a solid song. So that's not my new favorite because Left Alone is still my favorite. But it's a it's a shining star on the album, for sure.
0: Wait, so your old favorites Left Alone and your new favorites Left yes. Alone?
2: Yes, you said, you told me a Dang, couple days really, ago. You
0: really, you really, you really went on a limb here. You you? You, you told me a couple days you. ago. Wow. No, you
2: told me a couple of days ago when wow. when we decided upon this that we didn't have to change our favorites because. If it's your favorite, it's your favorite. Why would you change it? Because that's stupid. So that was
0: just me, like, 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 letting you down easy. <laughs> like you should have read between the lines. as to, like, Whoa, I'm not gonna. I not going to i do not want to sound like an idiot, so I might as well pick something new. It's like, no, everything's bad except for what I like and what I like. God damn it,
2: Ty. Look, we're already fucking <laughs> three minutes into this shit. Well, no, it's true though. Like, why would I automatically God, have a no. different favorite song when? I think left alone. I say
0: was if it was like a new. It was like it could be a new favorite. It Doesn't be like your old all, all-time all favorite. Okay, song my new favorite is cynical. A new appreciation. Okay, my
2: I have a new appreciation <sighs> towards cynical. There. Okay, I Sandwich. I I, I rephrased it. I rewarded what I said. Also bored to death. I forgot how much of a jam that song is. Bored, bored to death is good.
0: Yeah,
3: that song's good. Except really for the good.
2: end, because there's too many woes at the end. Like they could have cut that out completely. But other than that, it's a solid song.
0: And also, the last part of Los Angeles is really good, too. Dude, no.
2: It's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. It
0: picks up really fast, and it's completely different from the Los Angeles part, and it's really cool. It's not.
2: <laughs> you probably didn't listen to the album, but that's fine. Dude, my don't number even. Would it be, don't eight? even. Eight? No, don't even.
0: I don't think you listened to it, but that's fine. We're <sighs> number eight. So my number eight is Enema.
2: Enema is number eight, uh.
0: And I think the nostalgia is strong with it. And I thought it was a good direction for the band to go in, but for lack of like a better phrasing, it just seemed really sell out ish. Okay. And I, uh, the more I listen to it, the more I don't like it. But an old, old, old favorite of mine on this album was the party song. Solid. I pick. mean, like from the day one, like the party Song's always been like my favorite. But in the past like year, Adam's song has crept up there pretty damn high. I think Adam's song is fucking a banger. It's so good.
2: That's that is solid two solid picks right there well my my number eight was uh buddha uh honestly the i put buddha so low just because cheshi is just a way better version of buddha uh and False, cut out some of the crap done. like reebok commercial and transvestite and stuff uh is that problematic if i say transvestite i don't i don't know but it that's the name of the song uh i didn't i didn't write it. Um, but my old favorite, obviously, is Carousel. I mean, ugh, come on. But my new appreciation is either Fentuzler or My Pet Sally.
0: Wait, so you're going to have Carousel as your favorite for Buddha and Cheshire even though they're pretty different? Dude,
2: did you not hear what I just said? That's, those have always been my all-time favorites, but my new favorites and my my new spotlights are Fentuzler and My Pet Sally off of Buddha. You're stupid. How am I stupid? I just... Because your rankings are dumb. How <laughs> are my rankings dumb? You put... Cheshi is number ten because it's like
0: a it's it's like hey Buddha did okay let's do it again because Stupid. Buddha was technically a demo you dummy then Don't why are we putting it in our rankings
2: because Mark and Travis said it's a, an album and they're dumb well then they're well, dumb th- but then you wanted to add an EP because an EP that EP so is we had great. singles we can add singles I'll where add are we gonna put Man day. Overboard in here where I, I, is that gonna fall into here Man oh, Overboard yeah. hmm, probably number three or four. anyway but buddha yeah buddha's lower just because there's some not so good songs on it dare i say stinkers on buddha but uh yeah let's move on to number seven what do you got for number seven
0: uh number seven for me is buddha i think Ah, buddha had solid it was solid raw pop punk emphasized on the more punk part but it still had solid melodies to it and unlike Cheshi, because Cheshi had all those stupid bits and stuff, and it's fucking dumb. What
2: do you mean? It, it's stupid. The Get bit at here. the end of Depends is the Get best. Get out of here.
0: It's stupid. It's dumb. Oh, shut up. I don't even listen to that song anymore because it's been completely <laughs> ruined by that bit.
2: But yeah, Cheshi Buddha the are like the you, same fucking- You quote, you hold quote on. the bit at the end. <laughs> do. but do. not be a little Like idiot. I said,
0: if Buddha was not in this rankings, then Cheshi would be higher. Not that much higher, but higher. But yeah, Buddha Buddha's Buddha's good. Buddha's better than Cheshi for sure. You're dumb. But carousel is better on Cheshi than it is on Buddha, definitely. Exactly. But pretty much like everything else is better on Buddha. But an old favorite on Buddha for mine would be toast and bananas. I like I like the way it is on that one. It's a little bit faster. And I think it's great. But my new favorite is definitely Twenty One Days.
2: Ooh, that's a solid one too. Twenty one days yeah. is
0: good. And I added that to my Blink playlist too.
2: Oof. Well, my number seven is Enema of the State. Uh, I, I I'm kind of on the same line as Jeff, where there's so much nostalgia attached to it, and just everything related to that album was so of that time and era that it. When you break it down, it's a good album, but it's way, way, way too polished and just kind of the song, Most of the songs are just really good, if not great, but I don't know. Just compare comparatively to everything else, it's just it's just not as good and one of my favorites on the record was always Dysentery Gary. I mean, I think it's still a solid song, but I think my new favorite is "Windy uh, Wendy clear. I love Wendy clear. I, I think that song is, is just a perfect song. And uh, I love the organ in it. When it goes back into the the chorus at the end, I love Wendy clear so much that song. And, um, uh, probably I, I, I kind of reignited my love for the party song the party song is just a really really good punk rock song so there you go wendy clear in the party song two mark songs not even tom songs Ooh. what's going on what's going on with me
0: did tom i don't think tom had like a really phenomenal banger on anima maybe well, like the is, anthem
2: well, Dumpweed and dysentery gary i think are two solid solid tom songs I See, just I've, think they're I've, they're overshadowed I've, by his big hits of all the small things and aliens exist.
0: I've grown away from Dumpweed in the past years. I don't know what it is about it. I just I think it's okay. I don't I don't like it that much anymore.
2: It's a great uh, album opener, that's for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move on to six. What do you got for six?
0: So because we had we Tyler made us fucking put the Dogs EP in there. <laughs> these next two were kind of interchangeable. And mm. I'm only gonna do this just to spite him. So you're the next such an one are like, <laughs> no fun. You're no
2: fun. <laughs> no fun, man. Like if you're it's doing this just despite, album. if you're just doing this despite, that's not fun. It's not an album. It is an album. I say it's, if I it's say it's an, an album, EP. it's an album. If Mark and Travis say Buddha's an album, then I say Dogs Eating Dogs is Mark an album. Mark
0: and Travis didn't say Dogs is an album, <laughs> but I said
2: it. If they can say that, I could say this. <laughs> Fucking
0: made me put this in here. So my next one's <laughs> going to be dogs. Uh, I think it's a fa- I think it, I, if you took out pretty little girl
2: or take out would, that verse
0: it would yeah or even just take out that verse I think this would rank maybe no this for sure would rank one higher. Only but, one higher? Well because the dude the, the, the I'm putting it in my top 5, there's no way. I mean top 4 is no way. But definitely okay. above this next album that I will talk about in a minute. But I think that that one, that one verse, man, just really ruins like this EP for me.
2: Yeah, the the yellow wolf part. It's Ugh.
0: so it's possibly the worst thing Blink has ever done.
2: Yeah, I I think so. I think you're right. But uh, but an old
0: favorite great. is Disaster. Um, I mean, there's only fucking six songs, and one of them is not good, and, and Boxing Day's not very good either. So <laughs> I only have four to pick from, really, or three <laughs> or something. So my new favorite
2: is uh, When I Was Young. Okay, that's solid. That's solid. Well, this is where we get into the realm of... uh, I mean, you've already gotten really mad at me, but this is where you get extra mad at me.
0: We need to put toy pads down here. Oh.
2: What are we on at six? We're at six, right? Uh, Yeah. So number six is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket for me. Uh, I do love the album, but going back and listening to, to this album again, it's just like it's so specific to that time. And it's just like, it's cheesy. Yeah. It's really good, but it's still cheesy. And it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It just doesn't have the same, the same. I I don't even, I can't even think of the right words right now, but, uh, with, with toy patch, I do love the album so much. My favorite song before this was every time I look for you, I still think it's an amazing song. Uh, but, I really love not not oh wait, not, not now. Uh what went wrong. What went wrong is uh that acoustic jam. Do we okay, all right, all right. What what are you gonna say? Say
0: it. I mean it wasn't on like the the wildly released part of Toy Pash, but no, you can put It was put one it there.
2: of the bonus songs. But what went wrong is it's a fucking fantastic song. Let's but if go, I'm gonna go with the deepest cut I can find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even a deep cut, you dummy. But if I'm gonna go with with a a new jam, I'm gonna go with online songs. I mean that's that's solid. Or really? Reckless like, Or or Reckless Abandon too. Reckless Abandon's a good song. So oh, like online songs
0: song. you, you've liked because it's a great song. I've but, but every
2: every time I look for you has always been my favorite off of Toy Pash. Well, that's phenomenal. It's an amazing song. But I mean, listening to it again, I kind of forgot how great online songs was. And I also forgot how great Reckless Abandon was. Uh, the lyrics in Reckless Abandon, I, I don't know, they're just so fun to sing along to, but they're also when you put yourself back in that time, it's kinda like a fun fun way of it's a fun nostalgic way of looking at things, you know. But, like, uh, yeah, fuck the chicken parking lot <laughs> <laughs> Well of course. Who doesn't like to say that? But uh yeah, there you go. Toy Padge is my number six.
0: Way too low, but okay, we'll we'll continue. Oh, I gotta sneeze. Yo! So my um, one, two, three, four, five. My this is right in the middle, huh? Mm-hmm. So my fifth album here is going to be nine. Nine. How is it so high? I don't understand this. This is like yeah. so stupid. The first time I listened to Nine, I um, I didn't really like it, but I think that once I got over the fact that Tom is not in the band anymore and stopped whining about it, and just got over it, and accepted that this is who Blink is at this point, they've they've matured. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but they've matured so much since California that it's ridiculous. And this was a solid attempt. And we're not doing our, our favorites and our new favorites or something no, like that? No,
2: not for nine. We're not going to go really okay. delve into nine because we're really going right. to get into that soon.
0: I'll leave it at that then.
2: Okay, so my number five is Dogs Eating Dogs. That album EP. Uh... It's it's solid. I wish there was more of it. I wish they would have decided to write more, but they
0: did write more. It's called Neighborhoods. It's the fucking same thing.
2: Neighborhoods was was written and released prior to. And Duns then Tom and,
0: and then Tom did more of disaster type songs, and it was called Angels and Airwaves. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> you just all you want to fucking do is just hear Tom play weird fucking strumming patterns over eclectic background noise, and then just drown his voice out with his own voice.
2: You know what's really good about that? Is that it sounds really great, so like it just it's a good it's a good EP. I mean even, I mean I, I I hate the Yellow Wolf part. I I think it's just awful and it's just Travis overreaching when it comes to guests and songwriting because he's not a good songwriter. He's he comes up with some good beats but other than that he's not good at writing melodies. He's not good at composing songs. He's not good at it. That's but nice, uh, when cool. I was young great song but uh the uh dogs eating dog song that's a fantastic song too i i i because i whenever i listen to this ep or when i put songs from the ep on playlist i always put when i was young of course because it's a banger and then i usually put disaster on as well but then i kind of forgot about dogs eating dogs that song is kind of like a forgotten gem on this ep
0: i know it is it it's is fantastic a really song.
2: It's so so good so that's my my new spotlight from that uh that ep
0: I think for me, with, with, the, with that specific song, it was just Mark's part with the dogs eating dogs over and over and over again. It was kind of annoying. But then mm-hmm. now that that's like a staple in Blink, what they do is repeat the choruses over and over. So now I, I kind of like it.
2: <laughs> you're, a, you're a simple man.
0: Simple man with simple pleasures.
2: Yes, now let's move on to number four. This is where it's going to get good, I feel, even though I said that like two rankings ago. Number four, what do you got?
0: I mean, I would like to know, too, that I don't think Blink has ever came up with an album that I would have given less than a, uh, for, for our overall rankings, mm-hmm. less than a two. Okay. I, I think everything they've done is at least a two, if not even a 2.25 or better. So when I say like their worst album, it's still something that I would listen to in its entirety and probably not skip. And like I said, I only put Cheshie so low is because Buddha and Cheshire are like the same fucking album. All right. But Buddha's better. So my number four... <laughs> My number four, which I think used to be my number three, or maybe my number two. So my number four is uh, Dude Ranch. I think this is where they really finally came through in the the punk park of the pop punk realm. Mm -hmm. But they just added a lot of harms. And it was just like they took everything from Cheshi and Buddha, everything they've done, and just upgraded it, but still kept it really simple. So simple in that, that only three of the song titles weren't just one word. Everything is like one word titles except is for it, just like three songs. And then every yeah, other album right, huh? they do, there's multiple words. So like it was just straightforward. Like here's what we wanted to do in our early days prior to Travis. Here is what we wanted to sound like. And I think they really captured that sound perfectly in Dude Ranch.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't even think about the one word the one word titles. That's good.
0: Uh an old favorite Dick Lips, I love that song. <laughs> but a, but a new favorite that I like um I mean even though I love this album as a, as a whole. Uh emo. Fucking love that song. Oh,
2: that's solid. That's a solid song.
0: Like solid harms, dude. Like everything about it is just mm-hmm. perfect.
2: Cuz she fell right off the bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that part's so good. Mark is just I so melodic. Like he's I so know. just like that's like great. runs that 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 melody and then Tom comes in and it's so like <laughs> abrasive and irritating but so good
2: yes absolutely uh okay so so your your fourth was was dude ranch mine was cheshi cheshi is number four um this is this is like a great pop punk record one of the perfect pop punk records i feel especially with the not just the songs and the melodies but also the way it was recorded it's very rough and Raw and I, I love that that tone. And if you love rough, rough and raw, then why don't you like Buddha? Because Buddha's too much. It's too much. <laughs> you could be, you could be idiot. <laughs> you could be too fi. You could be too. It could be too raw. <laughs> That's for but, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but Cheshi, that um, sorry, Mike distracted me. He was David Mike? Jaffe Yeah, he was David Jaffe right outside my door. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway. Cheshire Cat. Um, my uh, I love Scott's, Scott's drumming on this. It, it's so, it just really drives the fucking song so well, which I'll get more into later in my rankings. But uh, also my Carousel, I think, is the greatest Blink song ever written. So I'm going to take that out of the equation. A new favorite on this record is either Does My Breath Smell or Wasting Time. Ooh. Those two, wasting time, is better wasting. Ah, uh, barely though. I mean, it is better, but it's barely better. Uh, but wasting time, I love that guitar riff and uh, Mark's vocals in that are just. I think it's some of the best vocals in all of Blink that he's done. In wasting time. It's but yeah, that's it for uh, Cheshi. All right, so we gonna talk. No, no, oh, no. What here. were we gonna say? What were you gonna say? No, I, I, I
0: forgot what I was gonna say. To be honest, <laughs> okay. So what I do you just, got next? I just opened up the, my my uh, another blonde, and poured and? it in. Poured it in. These aren't bad. I might even go two point two five on these. Oh my god!
2: Look at you I've,
0: go! I haven't eaten today either, so I'm probably gonna get a slight buzz off of the second one here. <laughs> I feel like so. We'll see what happens. We'll we we got a down- long way to go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how fast this rolls downhill. Uh, <laughs> my number three, which has never even been in my top five. Oh God! Here we go. My number three is gonna be neighborhoods.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay.
0: I th- I think after listening to this, cause I listened to this album twice this week.
2: Really? Because
0: I listened to from Buddha all the way up to nine, and then I was like, you know what? Because I put it in my rankings as three, I was like, there's no way. So I re-listened to it again, and then read my little notes that I wrote. I was like, yeah, no, that's that was right. So I I, I double checked my work. I peer mm-hmm. I peer edited myself. <laughs> So I, I think that Neighborhoods, they, they furthered their musicianship. They all got better at what they do. But they still kept like solid pop melodies into their punk music. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very difficult to do, especially coming off of another album that they did that I'll mention in a little bit. But um, I was it was good. It was really fucking good. It wasn't the best, but it was top three. So an old favorite of mine is uh, MH4182011. Yeah. But my new favorite song, and I think it even overshadows my old favorite songs, Even If She Falls. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. It irritates me. <laughs> oh, I love it
2: so much. So, n- number three for me is also Neighborhoods. Uh, I've always been a, an advocate for this album for many, many years. A lot of people have made fun of me, but I've been able to get through it all. I've been able to get through the harassment. Uh, specifically from Jeff, about this album. Uh, When we did the album, was it like six months ago, if that? Jeff fell in love with this album. Clearly, he loves this album. But prior to that, I had brought Even If She Falls to the pod like a couple years ago. Jeff was talking shit on it, saying, Tom is awful, this is a shit song, this and that. And now, How the Tables Have Turned, it is now your favorite. Even If She Falls is still one of my favorites on the record, but I have a a really new appreciation for uh, After Midnight, and ghosts on the dance floor. I love Tom's guitar playing, just that it's sh- there's simple, simple chords and just kind of kinda weird, almost offbeat strumming, but then Travis compliments Tom so well uh in the whole songwriting process and fantastic album. Some really, 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 really big bangers on this album. Yeah. Highly underrated. Highly underrated. And I'm glad Jeff finally saw the light. After so long. He I mean, being top three
0: list. is pretty damn good, especially up against some of these Especially for you. that Blink has released.
2: Especially for you. Because you're such a hater of like good things. That's not even like the
0: biggest shock of my list yet.
2: Well, there's only two albums left, and I already know I know what's going to happen with you. so Let's go with number two. What do you got? Well, you haven't done your number three, did you? Oh, you did Neighborhoods. Oh, number Edwards, three was right? Neighborhoods, yeah. My number two is the biggest shock for me
0: so my number two um this has always been my favorite blink album like forever and ever and ever forever and ever but um i'm doing toy page at number two you're a traitor you're a traitor i every list i've ever done before i even listen to them i've always just put toy page number one because i i know i know i got i got yeah 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 so you
2: you talk shit on me for like in the same song for all this time yeah, you see, you, yeah, you at least I shit. can do
0: some like self reflection and realize that I even though too. Toy Page Toy perfectly summarizes what pop punk is, there is no other album on earth that has ever been created that has ever been created in the history of music that is more pop punk than Toy Page is. I can it name you one album perfect. No, it is not, Cheshire. It's not perfect.
2: I can, I can tell you one, and it's my, my number two pick. Koi Pash
0: is the perfect pop-punk album, and it's exactly what Blink-182 wanted to do in the Travis era and Tom, as far as the pop-punk sound goes, and they perfectly did it. Every song is absolutely perfect, but my (laughs) old favorite song, online songs, but my new favorite song, and this was always a song because of the beginning part, I I always kind of just didn't really like that much. But if you just kind of cut out the first like 15, 20, 30 seconds, it's a phenomenal song. And that's Story of a Lonely Guy.
2: Really? That's always, even now I can't get into that song that much. It's always been like a
0: a, a lesser song. If there was like a checklist of of what makes a a great pop punk song, this hits all of them.
2: But if you just get past like that
0: first intro part, that first part's kind of dumb.
2: Well, it's, it's like really slow and it doesn't really connect to everything else. It doesn't... Set you up for the entire song,
0: but like the da da's part. Oh man! Well, oh, that part
2: is good. The da da da, yeah.
0: Yeah. But my number two.
2: My number two surprised me more than anything because this has always been at the bottom of my my blink my blankings, and that's Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch has always been near the bottom, and for some reason, this the last two weeks when I've listened to the Blink discography, I don't know. There's something about it. It's it, I think it, I think a lot of it is Scott's drumming on it scott's drumming is so fast and punchy and just drives just drives everything along and then you have the cool guitarist that tom brings in and then you kind of this is when you kind of hear mark and tom start to harmonize with one another the back and forths are fantastic on this album uh one of my favorite songs on this album and blink songs in general is pathetic but a new favorite of mine is also untitled the Untitled song is, fan- is really, really good. Emo, also, that's kind of a, a newer one for me. Um, even A New Hope, that one is a lot of fun, too. It's really cheesy and stupid, but it's a sick song.
0: I agree with the New Hope. I used to not like that song just because I, I thought it was too cheesy. They were kind of like, like a dog begging, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's a good song. It's, it's solid. It is
2: a good song. So that's my number two is Dude Ranch.
0: Dang. So I guess we have the same, same number one then, huh? It seems that's the case. Th- this has is. never been my, my number one Blink album ever. <laughs> but this is self-entitled or untitled, self, self-unentitled is my number one Blink album. If I'm being like objective and a little bit subjective, but like this is Blink's Pinkerton. This is absolute perfection. This is This is something that all of them should be proud of for years to come, no matter what they do. No matter if the group breaks up and they go and they went they go on to live these fruitful lives and and they're talking to their great grandkids and they say hey this is this is the best thing that I ever did check it out they should show them this album Agreed. because it is it's unbelievable even like songs that I that I never kind of I don't know that I always thought were just kind of okay I now really enjoy and especially like the last quarter of the album. Mm-hmm. So my old favorite is Athenia. That's I think that sounds so fucking good. But my new favorite, and it's, <laughs> it's taken me a long time to even listen to the song, is Easy Target.
2: Just because we used to play it all the time when we used to jam. Well, we fucking butchered this song. We made this <laughs> song
0: like complete shit so much <laughs> we that did. I could never <laughs> listen to it. I fucking hated Easy Target. Absolutely hated it. But I'm just getting back into it now, where I can listen to it and think like, wow, this is a fucking great song. What is that, like
2: 12, 13 years later? Yeah, it's taken that long. (laughs) Fuck, man. All right, so, I mean, self-titled for me, this has pretty much always been my number one. I've never really strayed from it. Toy Pash has always kind of almost knocked it out of place, but like I said this week, Toy Pash really dropped in my rankings. Dude Ranch jumped up, but self-unentitled, even when I listened to it this last week, uh, like I, cause I haven't listened to this album in its entirety in a long time. And listening to it again, I was just kind of, I really was kind of blown away at just how different everything sounded, but every, but like, but in so many good ways. Like they really, they took a lot of chances and every chance worked out. Every chance worked out. Um, so some of my favorites on this record have always, especially always, always that song has been one of my top five blink songs. Um, and then obvious, I love obvious a lot. Uh, but wh- a new song I've really begun to appreciate a lot since uh, since I've listened this week has been um, "I'm Lost Without You," the last song, because that's when that song you truly see the transition from Blink into when Tom left, ended Angels and Airwaves, and did the first Angels and Airwaves record. Like it's it sounds like a like one of their songs, not even a Blink song so i think yeah. it was kind of cool how he like a lot of people think oh they changed he changed so much after he quit blink but it's like no dude listen to that song this that is an angel in airwave song just with travis on drums you know it's just but even like travis's drums are very simple and basic on that song there's nothing flashy about it so that yeah that's it self-unentitled number one for me good great okay. fucking great fucking album oh All also right. also esthenia like, I've always loved that song, but I have a new appreciation for that song as well. I think just kind of
0: putting yourself in that position, I mean, that's that's really what that song is trying to do, right? Is it's trying to make you feel like the loneliness somebody would have if they were in space. But you kind of don't need to be in space to feel that lonely. I think that's kind of the direction the song was going in. Is where he was trying to make you feel like, hey, how lonely would it be if you're in space all by yourself so far away from home? It's like, well, that, you know, you can feel that here on Earth. And I think that was that was that was kind of the mindset of, of the song. And it was perfect.
2: Yeah, I agree. It was. Man, these blinkings, they they've really they've really done something.
0: My I, Like I said, I don't my. think anything in my I don't think any of my blinkings are the same from last time.
2: Yeah, most of mine have changed except for the... Uh, actually, yeah, all of mine have changed except for the number one. Even Neighborhoods before was lower, but I have I put that one up. Neighborhoods has always been your secret number one. You want to No, say it. it hasn't. I mean, dude, come on. Seriously, I would fucking tell you if Neighborhoods was number one. You know that. Whew. You know that. Now we can quickly go through uh, some new music. There hasn't been a lot happening this last week, not like uh, the last two weeks prior to that but uh first up we have wednesday 13 put out his brand new album necro phase this is is the first album he's put out sober uh so cool for him good for him um it's a solid album i've listened to it three times already since uh thursday night when it came out solid solid output from uh, wednesday and uh, his band solid lineup of musicians Some new songs. Jimmy World put out a new one called All The Way Stay uh, for their new album that's coming out on October 18th called Surviving. It's exactly, exactly what you would expect from Jimmy World. Nothing more, nothing less. And I think you would agree with me on that?
0: Yeah, I liked it That I thought it was pretty good.
2: Solid, solid music from them. Uh, Via Veil is a new band from Keely Davis. He is one of the guitar players from At The Drive-In. Uh, It's his new band. They put out a song called Turn of Events. Uh, It's okay. It's like kind of solid indie rock. Nothing crazy. Uh, I think you'd agree with me on that, right?
0: I liked it too. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it was good. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I liked it. They're from Portland. Uh, It's a trio. Like I said, Keely Davis, he's on vocals and guitar. He is one of the guitar players opposite of Omar Rodriguez Lopez from At The (laughs) Drive-In. Sounds nothing like At The Drive-In or anything Omar would ever put out. Which is probably why Jeff likes it, to be honest. Yeah, that's, uh, that could be. <laughs> uh, the Almost. the This is the drummer from Under Oath. This is his side band, and they put out a new song called Chokehold. I thought it sucked. It was terrible. I thought it was awful. I, honestly, I only like one song they've ever done. Which one? Say This Sooner. Mm, that's this was really the only good song. That was so album. good. It was the first song he ever put out after he quit Under Oath.
0: They were, I don't think they've had they've had an album since like 2012 13
2: maybe yeah sounds about right but yeah
0: this is pretty terrible
2: yeah uh and that's about it for new music the only real music news right now it was announced i think yesterday that metallica had to cancel the their australian and new zealand tour so uh james hetfield can go back to rehab apparently he's relapsed which sucks because he was sober for like 15 years um and they just put out that great new that great record 2 years ago or last year whenever it was hardwired. So yeah, he's back in rehab. Hopefully he gets better and we get more Metallica music, good Metallica music, not like Saint, Saint Anger that came out after he went to rehab last time. So yeah, some okay. some cool tours, cool shows coming up. They might be Giants are doing a tour apparently playing is it, is this an album called Flood? Yeah. I'm not super familiar with their music, but they're going on yeah, tour. Yeah. Playing that album in its entirety—it's like arguably their best
0: album. Has some of their most iconic songs. Istanbul's from that album. Particle Man—you've heard that's Particle Man. Ask. That sounds like my favorite. They might be giant song. So good, but yeah, that's that, this album's like fantastic.
2: That's cool. Is it like the 28th or twenty fifth anniversary or something? Uh, I was really these are my bands nineteen ninety. So yeah, I guess oh, so. that long ago. Shit, so they've been around, or... Yeah,
0: they've been around for a while.
2: So if you're interested in that, go check it out good band uh another good band are going on tour they're, they just announced a north american tour unfortunately this one doesn't feature thrice but refused are doing their tour uh coming up in february march some la dates for some of you la listeners of the pod uh that's in march so check it out and lastly bayside they are touring and they're touring What what is it battle of the bands you know more about this than i I'd yeah. do
0: yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're going on tour, and to be, like, the opening act for them, what they're doing is they're just having people vote for whatever city they're in, they're having just people vote for, like, their favorite local band from that city oh. to open up for Bayside, and, it's like, theoretically, it's going to be a different band every single night, and so they want people to come out and support, like, local musicians.
2: That's a really cool idea. I like that idea a lot, but it sounds like a logistical nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's probably going to be pretty much dictated by the venue.
2: Yeah, that's what it sounds like cuz yeah, the idea of it is really cool and sincere, but logistically it's it's crazy. It's it sounds bad. It's not like it.
0: something the Anthony Lee Tinger was like, "Hey dude, I want to do this." And the manager's like, "Um, maybe we could do this." He's like, "No, I want to do this." <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But I mean, I hope I hope it all works out because it is a cool idea. Yeah, so that's, good that's on really that. badass. Yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for uh, for all the music news for this week. Uh, unless you got anything else to say. Or are you all good? That's it. That's all. It is what it is. That, it is fucking stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't I have no idea what we're going to do next week on the pod. So that's going to be a big surprise for all of us. So that's about it for the show. Uh, Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinang Radio. Send us an email, blah, blah, blah. Thank you all for Uh, listening. Uh, I guess that's it.
0: Uh, (laughs) Do you put your mouth over the whole mic? This album is kind of weird because it, it was like um, eh, eh, with this eh, weird. Eh, the- it uh, <laughs> my I, like I said I don't my think eye. anything in my I don't think any of my blankings. Like in City of Angels, you ever see City of Angels? Nicholas Cage. Yes. Oh, dude! One of the best quotes <laughs> in movie history. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Nicolas Cage says. He says, "You're oh, I don't know if I'm get. get Get, 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 get ready for this. <laughs> Nicholas Cage says in that movie, he says, I would rather have just one smell of her hair, one, one taste of her breath than an eternity without it. Just that one little blip. And that's uh. what Mark is doing here, dude. Mark is reminiscing on the times that he had...